0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming Podcast and what a big week in gaming it's been. I'm Intergov for episode 53 on Sunday, the 18th of July, 2021. As always, I'm joined by the official P3 nominated and approved Xbox Hall of Famer and number one challenger to the mantle of the greatest Xbox RPG player in the world, Swinny. Hello, and the game loving, grind hating, pretend to quit coffee drinking gamer, anti gamer, and interrupter in chief. I, what Mike.
1: episode fifty three? Episode fifty three, and you didn't make a big deal out of the intro. It's, it's it's a one-year anniversary, everyone! Oh my god! Well, I mean, I haven't been here the entire time, but I have been interrupting since, like, episode 13, so...
0: <laughs> like, after, yeah, what, 13, so it's like about 40 episodes you've been on, you still, yes. like, don't look at the run sheet. We actually do talk about eh, run it in the run sheet, sheet. run sheet. And that was the Who natural segue. <laughs> so this week's show, we'll be discussing Valve dropping uh, Steamy Bombshell, the Steam Deck handheld PC... Oh my uh, god, oh my god. My impressions, unless you boys have played it, the of The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD, uh review of Ender Lilies, Quietus of the Nights. I always forget the subtitle of that game. Uh, we've all played that game. Two of us have beaten Me? it. And we celebrate our first birthday oh, yeah. of Woo. the podcast. I should have like balloons or something like in the video version. And Mike, Mike you just, you need to, make the you need to read... You need to
2: read what is in our run sheet. Okay.
1: Make the money go boom, because that's how much money we've wasted.
0: Into we the podcast and got nothing back. Well, it's not about getting anything back. But no, it isn't. We it's did, about the adoration of our fans. We did promise last week that we what? would have a face reveal and a rebranding. Now, yes. rebranding, it's like well on track. I think we want to just get everything nice and sweet. It's going to be pretty radical. Gonna be Wait, pretty radical. How can I be on track if radical. it wasn't delivered
2: the day to it? <laughs> um,
0: you know, I'm a, yeah. a you know I'm a business guy. It's all about setting dates that are unrealistic. Then <laughs> you know, it gets people moving.
2: <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm loving what it's I'm seeing. Work, yeah. I'm loving the the work, work. work in progress.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, but look, let, let's promise that we'll get it done by next week. So, but there's a lot to change. Like we have to change the video layout, the cover art, the <laughs> social presence, everything like that. But one thing that we did promise. Is Swinney finally doing a face cam reveal? Are you are you ready for it, Mike? You've never seen what no. Swinny looks like. No,
1: I have no idea. <laughs> We've known
0: idea. each other for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here we go, people. I should have a drum roll, but I don't. We're not a professional uh,
2: podcasts. I was expecting drum roll. That's it. We canceled <laughs> the canceled
0: <laughs> face oh, Alright, <already>. <laughs> here yeah, you do the drum roll. <laughs> <Ta-da>!
2: <laughs> I was at Xbox all along.
0: Hey, sweetie.
2: Uh, yes. Hello. Finally got my setups. So. It actually looks nice.
0: funny to me seeing us all there. <laughs> it's like oh, it, it's weird, yeah. It's gonna take me a lot of time to get well, used to it. Sky?
2: Yeah. So I appreciate the patience. Um, At some point, uh, look, I really did appreciate my Xbox Sale image. That's one of my favorite things of, you know, talk about a one year anniversary things we, you know, later on things that we loved about the first year. That's one of mine, that Xbox picture. So (laughs) I'll have to bring it out at some point again, I think.
0: And now that we are all can see each other, I wonder if it will change anything with interrupting with nah, the guy in the middle. Nah, nah, I couldn't even finish my sentence before he said nah, nah, nah. Speaking uh, of which, Mike, uh, you know what the easiest thing to do is?
1: Uh, the easiest thing is to follow us on socials <laughs> by searching Big Wig Pod. That's B-I-G-W-I-G-P-O-D. <laughs> that's that's the easiest thing you can possibly do i
0: I do like how this is like not at all what you were meant to do in terms of like
1: well you said not to read the run sheet i'm technically not reading
0: it the whole joke of it is like you make a joke about what's easy or what's not easy and then i go no the easiest thing is to do this but instead you actually say what (laughs) surprise bitch!" (laughs) oh
2: shoot um
0: corrections swinny corrections
2: yeah just one correction so um and it wasn't something i 100 percent said but when i was talking about the greed fall dlc last week the divest conspiracy i basically said uh it seems like it should be accessible i reckon it'd be accessible kind of early on after you do the first quest of the game and stuff um it's actually not accessible until like midway through the actual story oh wow yeah so i was wrong about that but i I was kind of like i it I think it would be kind of thing. So
0: take but that Xbox wrong. light and smash it right now. <sighs> and smash one of your 360s up there. No, <laughs> one of four. Yeah, no, they,
2: they all they all perform a separate uh, role. So I can't a separate regional can't, role. Can't afford to lose any of the four. So
0: we do we do need to have like a segment on a on a slow week about you know what's your methodology with the consoles. <laughs> now that we can see you, you can actually show the consoles. Mm, I, yeah. I want to get into the detail of, like, do you even label them, like, Korean Xbox?
2: Oh, there's, there's literally Wait, don't away, them. Don't give it away, don't there's give it away. There's labels
0: on them. <laughs> bit of a hype, bit of a high Uh Your weekend in gaming, Swinny?
2: Uh, not much, honestly. The only thing I've really played is Greedful. So I'm not going to talk about Greedful again, because I've talked about it so much in the last few weeks. Um, but basically, that, uh, sorry, there's one thing I'll say. Um, so one thing I discovered this week that I was really happy about, so... I've got this trick in a lot, in some certain RPGs where that's a known trick where you can, if you've got traps in it, you can just lay down traps on top of each other. And <laughs> The Witcher 2 is a famous example of this where there's a certain boss and in order to get all the achievements, you, you have to do like a, a, I don't know, insane run through. And one of the bosses in the middle of the game, you can literally lay 40 traps on top of each other and the boss runs into it and gets killed in one hit. <laughs> um, so and then I, I figured out that that exact trick works in the Technomancer. <laughs> and then this week I was testing that out in Greedfall. It works in Greedfall as well. So when I go to do my extreme playthrough next week, the last bo- I'm going to try it out in the last boss and it, see if I can kill the last boss in like one hit. <laughs> nice. So no. that, that's, that's pretty much my week in gaming. I was playing another game, but it's a, it's a secret i will reveal i'm under Ooh. embargo i will reveal the, it. i will
0: reveal the details in the near future <laughs> yeah p3 sent you the code directly come on yes yes halo halo mm. 20 we're already working on it because we're worried it's gonna get delayed i'm, uh, I'm,
2: do- I'm doing a review for philip
0: moosen <laughs> you know that guy's editing skill so just you know for people who don't get that joke Uh, There was a very small, relatively, YouTuber who got promoted to the head of Nintendo coverage at IGN, which is pretty insane. And he is an amazing video editor. If you actually look at his editing, it's crazy good. But his writing and plagiarizing, not so good. (laughs) So he's found to have plagiarized at least half a dozen videos that we know about and probably more, to to be honest. So, yeah. And the guy still tries to make videos. But I think YouTube's done something to his account where it can't get suggested or promoted.
3: Really? Um, yeah. That can yeah. happen?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can like blacklist you. What happens to ours. Probably, yeah. Yeah, that's where we're going to end up. Uh, so for me this week, Skyward Sword HD. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. talk about that later in my impressions. Ender Lilies finished that. We're talking about that in the review. i got to do a review for Vux on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Some stuff that I've, like, booted up again that I haven't played for a while. Monster Sanctuary. I was checking out some of the updates. But the problem is, like, like in a good way the developers morai they're actually pumping through some more updates so more quality of life stuff like you can sort through the monsters and do all of that kind of stuff so now i've gone ah i'll just put it on the back burner again before i complete this game
2: did you find did you actually get into any battles when you jumped back in Yeah. because i did you have the issue i had where i kind of found it hard to get back into the flow of things once 100%. you've been away for it for a while.
0: I cha- I bumped the difficulty down to easy straight away as, as soon as I got back into it because I'm kind of ca-
2: casual. casual, casual,
0: whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, and it's not that UI. much easier, to be honest. It's not that much easier. Like I, I'm just at a stage in the game. I just want to collect everything. I don't really care about battling anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did find it tricky, but that's the other thing. There's some quality of life changes they're making where it makes it easier to figure out you know, how your your attack's going to work <clears throat> uh, without ruining the the kind of mechanic of the game. So I think I now know. I'm just going to hold it off again and play it again later. Um, other games I've pick, picked up that I haven't played for a while, Picross. I'm only like halfway through Picross S2. I keep chipping away at that, but oh my God, it's kicking my ass actually at the moment. Monster Hunter Rise. That's such a good game. I just yeah. need to dedicate some time to it. And then finally, I'll my son up. was actually playing Mario 64. And it makes me appreciate how... Just cute and well designed that game is. Like we were just playing the first star in the very first world, the King Bobom, who you have to like toss around and stuff. And it's just like it's, you know, he's like three almost four. It, it's such a cool game where you actually, you know, you have that sand pit, the sandbox where you can just play around with it. So I'm like sneaking up to the king, like on all fours, and he just like thinks it's the most hilarious thing that what I'm doing. <laughs> it's just it's, it's such a cool too. game. And it's so like <laughs> It's a very special game, just like so many Nintendo games that are iconic, where you, you can create your own little stories out of it. And it's just you know the characters are so vivid, so that game's so cool. I gotta get back and try to 120 star it. I'm like halfway through, I think, There's 76 stars. So, the only thing, yeah.
2: the only thing that with that game and kids is, and I've seen this firsthand, the chain chomp in the first level just seems so punishing for players are still getting – because that thing can kill you in three hits, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's more so like, okay, just run away from that thing kind of thing, you know, until you kind yeah. of get used to the controls because, yeah, like that's one of the first things you come across in the very first level, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, like – and this is very left field and I'll, I'll get on with it because we're dragging on. <clears> but, um, you know, I keep on thinking about what kind of game I want to make because I'm so committed to this idea of, like, making a game and publishing it this year. <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to do this this year, but I, I feel like there's a massive gap in the market, and maybe it's just my experience at the moment, of of asymmetric co-op, right? I, I just don't know yeah. enough games out there that... Like, what what is the best asymmetric co-op game? I cannot think of one, actually. And if you actually know, let me know, because I'm keen to try... Mm-hmm. I, I want to play a game where it's like, you know, I play and like I'm the main player, but then, you know, like my little buddy helps me out, but the difficulty for that player is a lot less. You know I what I mean? I mean, it's,
2: isn't that Luigi's Mention 3?
1: Yeah,
0: well, I'd probably well, say that's the, uh, the
2: closest. Because you
1: can play that on a single player. It's still too complex. You can't play single player, it's, but
0: I mean. I, I'm talking about genuinely asymmetric. Like the game they're playing is like totally different to the game I'm playing, but we are working together to achieve something. Okay. Mario Mar- Mar- Galaxy then? But it's just not enjoyable. I know what you're talking Like That's the only mm. thing I could think of. That's the only game that I could think of. Mm. And it's just, I, I don't know. I feel like mm. it's a bit of a gap in the market. I feel like someone's going to go in there and do well in that space. Because mm. there's a lot of situations where- was
1: like Nintendo should go into
0: that oh, space. Oh, 100%. I think they, they could definitely probably almost fill that space the best. So, mm. yeah. And then the last thing I want to ask you guys is help me out. Like, I, I'm, I've committed now to buying the Playdate when it goes up for pre-order Ooh, okay. this month. So it's going to be short. It's going to be in the next week or two.
1: You want us to lend you money or what? No.
0: I want you guys to give me, come up with some ideas that I can execute on so I don't have to use my brain of like, what could you use the crank for to make a game that you have, like the crank is the optimal uh, gameplay uh, controller.
2: All right. Picture, okay, this. Picture yeah. this. Jason Statham. Yes. <laughs> and he has to. Keep getting adrenaline
1: injected into his
2: body, otherwise, he's gonna die.
1: <laughs> it's not the first thing I pictured when I pictured him. I pictured the crank cranking up his <laughs> erection, but I guess that is crank too, isn't
3: it? So,
2: those movies were wild.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love those movies, I love those the movies crank. so much. I think, I think you're frozen, so we, oh, we, we, we need well, to work on out. your face cam. <laughs> we need to work out what the buns are. <laughs> i <such a> good...
3: <laughs> we
1: we'll just leave it like that for the rest of the episode. That's awesome. Yeah, that's... <laughs> oh, he's back. <laughs> oh,
2: that's the <a> second <laughs> Um So there might be a few freezes every now and then until we...
0: Are you back on? Because I'll, I'll remove this face. Oh, no, you're not. Yeah, he's
2: back on. Fine. Yeah, you. Why are you not using the Swinny is missing? (laughs) Well, no, because like you know, I wasn't
0: expecting this to happen. I I need to wait. I'll go. I'll go to full screen of you to fix it.
3: There we go. Thank you. Yeah, I, it actually happened in the
2: intro. I don't know if you guys noticed. I had to refresh in the intro as well. So. Oh, no, I did
0: notice that. I did notice yeah. that. I just wanted to go past a bit. Yeah, we'll work out the bugs, I'm sure. Yeah, we, don't, we don't know
2: what's happening. Just randomly goes, I'm
1: just going to stop working. So.
0: <laughs> we'll work it out. And, Mike, uh, to round us out, what is uh, your week in gaming been?
1: Ooh, oh, boy, gosh. I actually uh, played a lot, yet not a lot at the same time. So played a little bit of Full Throttle because it's mm. game of some other year that we have to do. So, been dabbling in, in that. Finished Ender Lilies. And by finished, I mean, without spoiling anything, there are multiple endings. So, I got Well, let's,
0: let's, let's cover in the review.
1: Best ending, but we'll cover that in the review. Uh, what else did I play? Gosh. Um, I tried a little bit of Hellpoint, because that was available for free ooh, about a month ago on GOG, I think. I don't even uh, know what uh, that is. The, what is Hellpoint? It's like a Dark Souls-inspired clone in a sci-fi sort of setting. Hmm. It's I think, I picked it up the other week but I haven't played it yet. It's it's
0: not bad. It's but like do, 3D, sorry.
3: Yeah, 3D. Yeah,
1: okay. Uh full full 3D, full full everything. Um look, it's 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 clearly an indie game when you when you play it, but it's not bad. It it, it emulates Dark Souls down to the T, other than it's in a sci fi setting. The thing is, it's not, it's nowhere near as polished, I think, is something like, um, what's the game I'm thinking of? Swinny? Can't believe I forget it now. Uh, Mortal Shell. Uh, Neo? It, uh, it's probably, probably on par the with the Surge, Mortal Shell, Lords of the more Fallen? Like the Sur- yeah. So if we compare it to the Surge in terms, in terms of the sci fi setting, the Surge is way more polished in that sense. Way yeah, more polished. I, I
2: thought system. you were talking smaller. Game that developed This is definitely culture.
1: a smaller game. I mean, I don't know how big the game itself is in terms of the scope and, and the map and everything else, but in terms of the way it feels, it's definitely a smaller game. Now, in saying that, that's not a bad thing, because you can go back to Dark Souls 1, and by today's standards, there's a lot of things that are a little, I wouldn't call it janky, but, you know, graphically, it's not quite as good. <laughs> The the levels are a bit more... The design's really good, but the geometry is pretty simplistic. It's kind of the same as this. In any case, I think it's pretty cool. You, uh, you, you'll you you like it, Swiny, no doubt. Um, and on the whole theme of playing Dark Souls-inspired games, I've been playing Vigil, The Longest Night. Uh, I had that game in my backlog on the Switch for quite a while. There was an update, so... <sighs> Sometime last year, I don't remember exactly when it came out, that fixed a bunch of things. I dropped it because I heard that it wasn't there, there were a few things that they needed to fix, which they did.
0: Um it's very kind of kind of reminiscent of Salt I, and Sanctuary. I feel like you're burying the lead on this game, Mike. Well, why? You're like the backstory about you trying to buy the game.
1: No, I, I've had the game for young. Yeah, he's I've had talked the game about for it. A very he's long talked time. about, talked it, about no, it before, sure. yeah.
0: Uh no, no, I'm saying. He, when he went to play it, he actually tried to buy it.
1: Oh yeah. No, no, no. I didn't try to buy it. I tried to go, okay. I'm a freaking idiot. So I tried to re-download it. Yeah. And then I'm like, where the hell is it? It wasn't in my list of games. <laughs> I'm like, did Nintendo remove this from my list of games or something? Cause I had gone to my Switch Lite, which I hadn't used for a little while. And then I went to the store and I couldn't purchase it either. I'm like, okay, this is weird. What, what's going on with this? Yeah, and then I found out I actually had it on the console itself.
0: Now, in saying that... <laughs> it shows I how think, many games you have. <laughs> well, I think,
1: I think first of all, I think it's a UI issue, in a way, that I think Nintendo should address that by still having it available in your list of redownloads, but just saying that you've already got it or something, so you can't redownload it from there. So that becomes, like, your list, your library. Yeah, I agree so with it's that. More to really check your library because it's split across... Redownload and what's on your actual console, so you don't have a view that I'm aware of of your entire library, which is kind of shit when you think about it. Mm. But anyway, mm. that's Nintendo Store. I think they need a, they need to fix a lot of things on that store. I'm really surprised how shockingly bad their store is in so many ways. Anyway, so I that don't think was it's that.
0: that bad. It's just like very well, slow and like not discoverable. Like once a no, game goes live, f- you can't find it. Like I mean, if you
2: if you look at the Wii U and the Wii, like the past digital storefronts and the three, the DSi and all that crap, like this is the Switch to me is way better than that. We'll oh, look, it's way better, but
1: it's so it's so much stuff that it needs to fix. Um, I'm not even gonna. You know what? I think I will put. I will make a segment on this. I will. I will write a segment on this to suggest to Nintendo a bunch of things they can fix in that goddamn store that the, would make it so much more usable
2: the thing i'm all for a segment but the thing is there's so many things you could say that about the switch that at that point it's kind of like pointless like oh they need voice chat they need so much
1: stuff. no no no. but this is i'm just i'm just talking about the store specifically there's a bunch of things that drive me nuts all right so well yeah
0: anyway, like one, was, one, one thing like that i'll add to that is i don't care about the folders crap it's more the pinning i just want to pin something to the first of my applications you know what I mean, like Smash Brothers yeah, no, or whatever true. it is. Like, I just don't want it to drop off. So, yeah, I'm simple man.
1: So yeah, that's that's my. Um, I'm sure I played a bunch of other games which I can't think of right now. But again, small bits and pieces of each one. I didn't really focus on one very much at all.
0: all right, so yeah, that's that's my week. Well, why don't we get into the huge, the big news? Ooh, I'll be on brand. Massive. The big news on of the week. <laughs> And it is the Stream Deck, Mike.
1: Yes, the Stream Deck. It's so huge that the run sheet doesn't even fit in a single 1080p screen that I'm using at the moment. And it's maybe because I'm zoomed in a little too much, maybe because too many people added crap to this run sheet. I don't know. But in any case, I am super excited about the new Steam Deck. Not to be confused with the Stream Deck. I know everyone's making that joke, but just making sure we're talking about the right thing here because I'm not seeing any uh, footage being shown on the screen. So this is this is. This, the Steam Steam Deck. So basically think of it as... The Switch we've always wanted. I, I am I am like goddamn excited about this thing. It's, it's a piece of hardware that I've been wanting to get my hands on for so long. And we'll talk about it in a sec. The fact that I can't even get my hands on it. And the reason is that it will start shipping in December 2021, but only for the US, Canada, EU, and the UK. So if you're in Australia, like we are, tough shit. You're not going to get your hands on this. Uh, there's also a reservation system. So you got to go in there. I think you got to pay five bucks or something to reserve it. Um, that puts your name on, on the list, and then as they make these consoles available, they will release them out to people. So the fact that Australians can't even you know order this thing is a bit of a shame. Um, in fact, for me, it's a massive shame because it's, it's such a perfect device for what I've always wanted. Um, now, what can it do? So it allows you to play games directly from your Steam library, um, and it runs a modified Linux-based version of Steam OS, which... The guys have actually said they're making um, openly available to other developers. So if anyone else wants to come along and create their own little device, they can use the OS, they can use the infrastructure, they can use all the, the, the whole platform, which is amazing. Mm. Um, the fact that they're, they're they're having that open to people now in terms of specs we'll talk about it in a sec we'll go into the details but it, it it is it is powerful enough um by what we're seeing to run most modern pc games at decent graphic settings and we're talking about AAA titles here not just uh you know indie games and when we're talking about decent settings i think you'd be able to to tweak because you can it just runs all your games which means you can you can have the normal settings that you normally would. I believe they try to optimize some of the settings for it. So by default, when you run a game, it, it runs the, the way it should or the best way it can possibly run. But you can tweak any of the settings, which means you can you know target to try to get it running at 60 in handheld mode.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you can suspend games, which is kind of similar to the Switch. Um, you, you can't do multiple suspensions the way that the Xbox does, so you can't... Have multiple games in flight that can be suspended, but he can suspend a game um, the way the Switch does. Honestly, that's not a big loss because no. the way that the Series X does it, it's technically impressive,
2: but from a functional standpoint, it's messy. So, yeah,
1: I wonder how many people do that. To be honest, and I would love to see the stats.
2: I I do it by accident more. I don't do it on purpose. Like, oh, that's right. I had that game. Um, quick resume as well. Like, it's honestly, it's kind of like
0: just happens. Haven't so. they? Haven't they disabled it for some games because it's yeah, not working so- correctly?
2: Well, that's the thing is it only hmm. works on certain games. So at that point, to me, it's like all or nothing. It's like yeah. only useful if it's available to 99% of stuff. So the fact that it can at least suspend one game
1: is
0: great. You know, yeah, that's it's cool. massive, yeah.
1: I, mean, I do wonder how many people have multiple games at the same time. We, I mean, you know, I just talked in the intro about how I think I was playing five games at the same time, but it was across multiple platforms. So mm-hmm. I suppose you can get into a situation where you have it on the same device, but eh, not a big if, at least for us. Now you can also use it because it is effectively and it's worth noting this, it's effectively a a PC. It's a mini PC. If you could almost think of it as a laptop with an integrated screen and controllers, that's what this thing is, which means you can install Windows, you can install other game stores on it. So if you've got a library on on your Epic game store, if you've got a library on GOG, no problem at all, apparently, you can install all those games on here. And I am super excited about being able to do something like that purely because I've been ranting on about wanting to play games like Fallout, the original Fallout's, on on the switch and i was disappointed it wouldn't come on there because apparently the code source code doesn't exist or something like that so this is this is perfect it blows my mind how awesome this thing is as you can tell i'm 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 really excited about this device we should we should call out
0: while you brought that up that they've already said that if you do install windows on the device it's going to have a big performance hit on the device so that would be battery and then also output as well like frames per second
1: which is interesting because the guys at Digital Foundry were stipulating that because SteamOS runs on on Linux, whether, whether installing Windows and having the games run natively on Windows on it would give you better performance of the games. Now, I don't know what battery issues you'd have but they were basically saying that it might actually run better if if windows is installed because they run natively i don't know i'm keen to see exactly what's (laughs) going to happen once it comes out and we get people testing this thing out there'll be benchmarks and stuff no
0: i I like the guys at digital foundry you know i think we all use them quite a lot but i find their speculation to be a bit hit and miss they're they're yeah. much better oh. with raw facts and data and hands-ons like i mean the thing is why would steam and you know valve lie about that it makes no sense right no, like they, they, would they, would sense. Said, they would have tested it they would have already tested it and they've already said it has yeah. a big performance yeah. de- degradation so
1: so so that's a bit of an intro Let, let's let's talk a bit about the pricing which i actually think is is pretty good for the hardware that you get so for the us hey, for the us and we'll talk about the speculated australian pricing that we are speculating um now it comes in, in in three separate models the 64 gigabytes 256 and 512 um biggest difference is <coughs> other than the price of course is the um the fi- 256 and 512 use nvme drives which are faster and the way they described it is the the bigger the drive the faster the performance as well and i have seen this as well with with other nvme drives that i have where the one terabytes do run faster than even the 512s that i have Um, now in terms of pricing uh they're 64 gigabytes which by the way personally i don't know what you do with 64 gigabytes yes you can upgrade the storage with an sd but there's so many games that are literally Twice that size,
2: I, I think the people that are going to pick that up are probably people just looking to use it as an emulation device or something or like indies, that. Indie games. Indies, yeah. yeah, indies, yeah, but I mean, like, I think at that point, you'd probably still just go for 256, even if you're playing indies, honestly.
0: But oh, yeah. I, I think it'd be fine to be honest. Most, I don't know, don't, it, like, yeah, have that crazy performance requirement. I'm not talking before <clears throat> this is this is space, isn't it? Yeah, but 64 gigabytes yeah. fine for indies. I mean, look at the switch. Like the switch yeah. launched with 32 gigabytes and everyone's yeah, like, look, oh it's an indies indie machine.
1: Okay. Indies, I think it's probably also okay for for parents who who go to EB games or something, and they see the Switch, they see the Steam Deck available if it will be there, and they go, oh, okay. Well maybe we'll go for this. Uh oh, so- yeah, but
0: that that's the whole thing. Like, let's be clear, like the only reason why they're making the 64GB one is so that they have a headline number of 399 USD in the States.
1: Absolutely. That's the only that's, reason why they're doing it. That's what I think as well. That, I, I think they know that it's, it's, it's pretty gimped in that sense for PC gaming. 64 gigabytes is extremely gimped for PC gaming. There's no way in hell I... There's so many games that I have that I don't even think would fit Of course, on that thing. Put, put Call of Duty on it. Well, you can't, you know. Even, even, even a two hundred fifty six gigabyte <laughs> model probably doesn't doesn't uh, can't can't have Call of Duty on it, which is kind of funny. Um anyway, in terms of pricing, um the, the sixty four gig is is going for for three ninety nine USD. Which we think is approximately five hundred and ninety Australian, including GST, and then on top of that, you're probably going to get a koala tax. So what are we looking at? Like maybe six fifty or something for the base model in Australia. Which I, still, I, I like I how think... I've
0: actually calculated all of this stuff in the run sheet. Did you
1: put that? Well, I don't know because you overwrote the stuff that I did, and then which you... was,
0: <laughs> and then you the, just the... ignore it all.
1: Well, no, no, no. So I did, I did my own calculations, but I don't know if these are my numbers so, or your okay, numbers. I, now, no, I can clarify. So,
2: Mike, the stuff that's here is what you put. I just simplified it. Okay, and, cool. And all of intergot stuff is at the bottom about yeah. the Australian religion. So your yeah, your, no, stuff is, your stuff
0: is your stuff is is basically take the US spot rate yep. and then add GST. I think that that's totally appropriate. That's like our equivalent money. Like going in yeah. and buying the store.
1: Equivalent if, if we didn't get doubly shafted. Yeah. So the GSD, you got to pay, you got no choice about that. So this is, this is the absolute baseline. I, yeah, 5 no for the baseline. you would ever see it cheaper than this, I don't think. No. But on top of that, you're going to get the Australian tax. So you, you probably... Let's, let's cover that a little about. bit later. Let's cover that a bit <clears> throat> later because
0: <throat> yeah, there's all the Australian stuff. So 256 uh,
1: gig, gig model is $529 USD. Um, and then the 512 gigabyte model which, again, faster NVMe drive, much like the 256. Also a special coating, anti-glare coating on the screen. That's the biggest difference with it as well. And then you get a couple of other small goodies um, in in, in terms of stuff that, honestly, like keyboard, something about the keyboard change interface. I I, I don't know exactly what what that even was. Um, Sufficient to say that's 649 USD. Now, in terms of the pricing, I actually think that is pretty bloody good. Well, yeah, when, it's, when it's you,
0: under a grand Australian, so it's like nine sixty Australian our equivalent, which is given damn the good. Specs yeah.
1: is damn good. Um, I mean, I mean, this thing, this thing is is a four core, eight thread um, Zen two architecture from AMD. Um, it'll be it'll be able to run games and and actually let, let's talk about the specs and then we can you know have have a go at. What kind of performance do we think this thing will have? So, as I said, it it's it runs in the uh, on the AMD Zen two architecture with four cores and eight threads, um, variable two point four to three point five gigahertz um, in terms of its performance for the CPU. The GPU is um, Series eight RDNA, um, between one and one point six gigahertz, uh, which is equivalent to about one point six teraflops. Uh, So it's about a two teraflop machine in total, um, which is already, I mean, it's hard to compare it to the Switch other than it's a handheld because the Switch is on a a platform that's been out for quite a while now. Um, So it is is probably more, uh, I would say, equivalent to the maybe Xbox Series S, but not as powerful. Um, but we'll get into into a minute why I think that probably won't matter as much. In terms of RAM, it's got 16 gigs of DDR5, which is pretty bloody impressive um, for for a device like this. I think, look, it, it, for modern gaming, 16 gigabytes is what you'd want. Anything less, you, you'd you'd running into the risk of uh, might not be able to quite get the performance that you need. Um, the display, which I think is is a critical thing, is seven inches uh, diagonally, of course and this is really interesting it runs at 1280 by 800 it's horrible which is a 16 by 10 resolution and uh in case you in case you're wondering why i'm kind of surprised by that is pretty much most of the tvs today most of the monitors that we get for gaming specifically run at a 16 by 9 ratio (laughs) okay which would be 1280 by 720
0: it's not most it's practically every single uh, one you'd buy in the store well, look, is 16 would, by nine.
1: Yes. I would say that the only reason why, okay. Yes. Yes. yes if pretty, I said, pretty I'll pretty give you a million like dollars. If you fun. could
0: shop at like JB Hi-Fi anywhere and well, buy a TV, a TV, not a monitor, not a TV. A, TV, a, TV. a TV you
1: can't. Sorry. Yeah. The only reason why I hesitated there is because I actually, one of the monitors that I use is my Dell, which is a 16 by 10.
0: Yeah. And a really but good mate of mine rare-ish. has a 16 by 10 Ish. monitor as his primary gaming yeah. monitor, but I, I hate the resolution. Which is rare. I hate the resolution.
1: Uh, you're on you're on mute Swinny.
2: Oh, thanks for the heads up.
1: Uh, is that a is every game gonna have that as an option in its resolution? So that's the thing. No, uh, it
0: will, yeah, for sure.
1: Hundred percent. Most games I remember when I was playing it supported that. So it wasn't a huge issue or anything okay. like that. Um I but I do wonder, I, I, I haven't seen anything about it now, and I know we're probably talking about this particular point too much. Um why they made it, that decision, why they thought you needed more Vertical real estate. I don't quite know why they did that. Um, in any case, I don't think it's well, going to be. It'd have huge to be deal. wider. It
0: would have to be wider if you want to keep the same. It's taller, in. yeah. No, but I'm saying the whole unit would have to be even wider if they're potentially going if you for to keep still that. Yeah, still yeah. Inch, or they'll yeah. have
1: to get like more. Uh, you know, the top and the maybe that's the reason why they did it. You're right. Or you know, like
0: <laughs> it sounds dumb, the but this does happen. They might have just been able to get an insanely good deal on these. 1280 by 800 monitor, mm. like, display Possible panels. And well it could
1: keep have, the like, price down, yeah. you know,
0: I'm a, I've am been a product manager in the past. If you look at some stuff and you go, it's, like, one cent per display versus $10 on this other display, yeah. like...
1: That's a uh, huge difference. Yeah, yeah.
0: like... You just make the calculus well, I don't and People think you care. Just display so. for one cent,
1: but okay. I'm just saying, um, like if it's yeah, if it's yeah. that extreme, I know what you mean. yeah, yeah. yeah. It can make a huge difference, especially when when you're talking about a an entry price point of 3.99. That's very tight, I would imagine. And, and you've got Gabe
2: Newell out there saying that they they had to struggle. They basically had to struggle to get it to where it is at the moment. You know, so I think that those things matter. Like oh, those, yeah, big time! Those
3: yeah.
1: everything
2: like that mattered matter. yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, now, in, t- in terms of controls, you get two analog sticks with uh, capacitive touch, so you'll know that you actually have your finger on them. Um, you get mm. the D-pad. Um, you get analog triggers and bumpers. And uh, a couple of really cool things. You get four assignable buttons at the back, which I think is really cool. So again, so, we talked about this in a previous episode with games like Dark Souls, how you can't run and use your camera at the same time. Well, now you can, because you can just assign one of those or literally anything else you want. And so I, the bump, I use that bumpers, with the hurry, like, The bumpers analog yeah. as well. No, I don't think the bumpers are analog. Oh, so you I said the bumpers are. Sorry, the, trigger. the triggers are analog. Okay, okay. The bumper, right. the 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 bumpers that you get, and sorry, the, specifically the assignable grip buttons at the bottom, which is what Integrid just showed as well on, on the horror. I use it on the horror too. It's freaking awesome. Um, it it makes you think, man. I, all controllers should have that by
0: default. I, I'm I'm like I'm standing yeah. for for grip buttons. <laughs> like totally. I, so I feel useful. like the next manufacturer for the next gen, whoever puts grip buttons is gonna be a genius. They're gonna they're gonna kill it. Grip buttons are the best.
1: Apple will do it and go there, the first in the world to ever use dual grip buttons. Um, now, one thing that I think is, is oh, so it's, it's it's sorry, it's got a gyro as well, and of course it's non non detachable. Um, one thing that I think is quite interesting is they went for the more PlayStation style of having both of the the analog sticks aligned, uh, compared to say Xbox where or or Switch, Switch or yeah. a lot of different ones where. Uh, they're a different angle. I, I don't think I'll mind that. We'll see how it is uh, once it comes out. Now, another really cool thing when it comes to controls that I, I think is is going to be a game changer for for something like this um, is trackpads. So they, they, I, I don't know if you guys ever played around with the Steam controller back when it was... No, I
0: want to get one, but no.
1: I had one. Uh, I kind of wish I kept it. I ended up trading it back, uh, didn't didn't use it enough. Now I'm like, man, you know, once you get used to it, that thing was actually really cool mm. um, with the trackpads and stuff. So I think what that will allow you is to, to probably play games that traditionally would require a mouse um, a lot easier because certain things just don't work with the controller that well. I think this is a really cool... Uh, in between, between an actual mouse where you get way more precision. You also get more traditional mouse kind of controls. And in case I forgot to add, by the way, you can actually plug a mouse into this thing and use a mouse as well if you want to. Um, It accepts all that because it it, it literally is a mini PC laptop.
0: Well, Um, and, and on that, in terms of inserting things into the device or using it, one thing that always annoys me about the Switch, probably almost my number one pet peeve is I can't, Plug my AirPods into the Switch, so I actually went to the extent I don't have it in front of me of buying a little dongle that I insert into the Switch USB C yes. to then yeah, connect to my yeah, Bluetooth. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this device, it's Bluetooth five, everything. Like yeah. I can use a one DualShock on this, so I could play like Rocket League on this. You know, yeah. since oh, that's awesome. Uh,
1: it's it's the
0: compatibility. I think is going to be
1: really really cool, and that that's the same with any any headset. I think the dude from IGN, Ryan, was it Ryan? I forget. Ryan McCaffrey. Forget. Yeah, he actually said he tested his his Apple earpods with it, and it worked perfectly fine oh, out of the box.
2: I think it's safe to say that any like any peripheral, any kind of accessory is probably going to work on this thing. It's, probably, it's, it's like
1: got the freedom in that
2: regard. Yeah, yeah. I
1: it's really really good. In fact. You can, in theory, and, and it was kind of covered, I think, by IGN a little bit. You can, in theory, even set up VR using this thing. You can use it as a VR machine with an Oculus. Now, it's not designed for that. I don't know what the performance is going to be like. It's probably going to be pretty shit. But it can be done, I think. Well, my said, my, but... mate,
0: my best mate growing up, um, he that's what he wants to use it for, actually. <laughs> he, like That was the first thing he said. He goes... And by the way, like, sorry, I missed the start of uh, your intro, so I'm not sure what you have and haven't spoken about because the listen. dogs were scratching at my door. I had to take them outside. But, um, you know, the amount of people that are hitting me up about this device, oh, look at this, oh, and they know I'm a big Switch fan as well, but they're just like, oh, look at this, is, you know, Nintendo complacent, or they're just excited about the device. It, it actually yeah. shocked me how many people who are kind of like uh, on the edge of gaming are like really into this
1: they might actually really get it Uh, to me dude this is a game changer i've i've personally wanted a device like this for so so long and the switch filled that to some extent but the switch is very limited in what it can do in that sense it's a very enclosed (laughs) ecosystem thank you i was was waiting (sighs) i was waiting
2: for you to say game changer so i've got it in the thumbnail just waiting for it You finally (laughs) said it finally
1: (laughs) said it (laughs) <laughs> uh so let's let's uh talk a bit about uh, sorry boo, sorry i'm in the middle of trying to explain this thing um so what else uh sorry about that little interruption so what else do we have um okay wired connectivity usb c Kind of a given, we expect that it's going to have USB C at this point. Um, with uh, display port 1.4 supporting up to 8K at 60 or 4K at 120, so crazy, which man. is pretty bloody crazy. So, Rocket League, here you go. Um, the display itself on the screen is only 60 hertz, so it's not 120, um, only 60. I think that's more than enough for a handheld. Uh, well, I wouldn't say more than enough, it's what you'd want out of a handheld, I think. Now, battery. Is going to be an interesting one. I think the battery could make or break the device to some extent. Um, it's got 40 watt hours, which they say is about two to eight hours of gameplay. I love when it's like two to eight, because it so depends on what the hell you're playing. It's such a huge range, two to eight. Um, but they gave an example where you can play Portal uh, 2 for about four hours. And if you switch down to 30 FPS, um, naturally less performance means you're going to get longer battery life. Mm. Now, coming from the original Switch, which felt like it had a battery life of about 2 to 8 as well, um generally on the lower end especially when you play a game like Zelda, I think it's a huge deal. Um it's It'd be awesome to get more, more juice out of this and hopefully future iterations out of it will, will increase the battery. Um, maybe an OLED screen coming up will reduce the, the drain. I don't know. We'll see. we'll see what they'll do. But for now, I think it's adequate.
0: I think um, that comparison to the Switch is, is perfect because people didn't really complain too much about the Switch's battery life. And I think people felt that was enough time. So the fact that they're saying two hours, I look at that as like you're playing, you know, Call of Duty or, you know, uh, Jedi Fallen Order or whatever it is, like Control, and you're getting two to two and a half hours. That's my Hmm. expectation. And I think that's enough. Like, you know, I handheld game a lot, like probably more handheld game than... You know, sitting down to play games and ninety
1: nine percent for me as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I think like two hours. Like I'm not normally playing for more than two hours in one stretch, and then I'll just put it on the charger or the dock or whatever. So yeah, I think it's I think it's really perfect battery life. I'm surprised they can get that much battery to be honest.
1: Hmm. Given what it does, yeah. Hmm. Um, now you know, just just a bit about the battery and the performance, since we're talking about the performance as well. Um, Whilst you know, c- comparing it to modern-day consoles, it's not mm. quite up to the same level of performance. The fact that it only needs to run games at effectively 720p or aiming it around the 720p mark, I think it's more than adequate as a machine. In fact, it's, it's going to run most games pretty damn well, and I think you can aim to get 60 out of a lot of the games that you have. And the fact that you can tweak things means guaranteed you can probably reach 60 in... Just about any game that you throw at it, um, which I think is going to be a huge, huge thing. Um, plus, and we'll we'll probably talk about this uh, in more detail if you guys want. The fact that it's so open means you can literally play Nintendo games that Nintendo don't even have or don't even want to release on their own platforms. Which I think is, is gonna. I'm gonna love seeing a bunch of those videos come out where someone's playing. I don't know Mario Galaxy that's not available on
0: on the Switch
1: on the
3: Switch. Don't
2: promote illegal activities, yeah. No, I'm not promoting also, it. Also, Mario just,
0: Galaxy is available on the Switch. You can't like buy it in two the available? store. <laughs> I like oh, no, oh, number two. You, just said number, you didn't say number two, you idiot. Well, how
1: is it available? It is available through the store. How do it's, oh, the you, yeah. it's on All Star. It's on All Star. It's on the All Star. of course. the it It's covered on, a million times. A cartridge n- that I can't find. Ah, uh, it is no longer available on the store, thank you very yes, much. Yes, I didn't I say that, I didn't there. say that, he See, said this that. Is the annoying thing about Nintendo, but anyway. Now, in terms of size, that just because really because we're, we're going on for quite a while now, so size-wise, it is bigger than, than the Switch, heavier than the Switch, it's something like six centimetres bigger than the Switch. For someone like me, who, I'm not, this isn't a euphemism or anything. He's I do got have massive
3: rel- hands, people. Relatively
0: can, big hands. I can say Giant it.
3: Giant hands. It's they're
0: ridiculous, I'm, they're like... Because you're like six foot tall, like 183-ish centimetres, right? We're yeah, all about the same maybe. height. But your hand, like I've got small hands. so I, I can, not small. No, my hands are small. His, like, his
2: hands dwarf out. Anyway, yeah. It's ridiculous. Swinney has
0: normal size hands for his size. Like we're all about the same height. Yeah. Swinney has normal size hands for his height. I have small size hands for my height, right? You have like the opposite of me, which is massive size hands for your height. It's like ridiculous. Yes. I look like I got kid hands right. when I put my hands next to you. <laughs>
1: But to all the ladies out there wondering, I have pretty average feet. Anyway, so what do we have? So we have, uh, yeah, so so it is, you know, considerably bigger. For someone like me, I don't think that's going to be uncomfortable at all. I've never had an issue with the Switch being too heavy or anything like that. Not a problem at all. Smaller hands, kids, ew, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work for, but I don't think this is targeted at, at you know, that market. Yeah, I don't sense. see
0: this targeted at the Pokemon so, crowd.
1: Exactly. Um. Uh, so, so yeah, so look, it's about 60% bigger and heavier than the, than, than the switch, which is a significant bump up. Um, we talked about the dock. It is, it is sold separately. Um, I think it's going to be something that a lot of people probably get. I don't know if I'll get it at launch. Cause I do find with the switch, I use it 99% of the time just, just by itself. But the fact that I can take this thing, plug it into my TV in the bedroom, continue playing the, the Witcher there. Boom. It's perfect. Can't wait for that. Um, it, it, but
0: given that it's a PC and Valve weren't actually using their dock. They were using just a dock you could buy on Amazon. Yes. A USB-C dock. So they're all compatible. You can do that, yeah. As opposed yeah. to the Switch, if you try to you know, use, like in the old days, if you used, used a different kind of dock, it was bricking Nintendo Switches. So Nuts. Yeah. yeah, it's a totally different kind of paradigm. You can go buy a $40, $50 dock and not the official dock. As for well, cheap. As so.
1: Winnie said it sounds like you can literally just plug in almost anything you want into this thing and it's yeah. probably just going to work, which yeah. is fantastic. So that I think that's that's sort of um most of the stuff that that I wanted to cover or that I was going to cover. I think you were going to talk about uh some stuff around the Australian context
2: yeah. More than and, anything else. And did
0: you cover like how some games won't work out of the box no, on this?
2: So we didn't talk no. about that. We basically just said it will play most modern games but we know they've talked a little bit about compatibility there. yeah
0: well i think i think at this stage it is actually a big issue because some of the most popular games on steam are not playable out of the box currently now whether they do some kind of special update which you know can verify that it's a steam deck that you're playing on so it's mostly like anti-cheat software that mm. will not because a lot of the anti-cheat software they're really a root kit on your system which is kind of crazy that we all accept that that's what they do and then the other one is some games don't have Linux support, like Rainbow Six Siege and things like that. So, yeah, I'm really fascinated to see when this thing launches, how it goes, like with people installing Windows and how does it actually run, you know, and how compatible is Windows because it's not built for it. Mm. Uh, just on the Australian stuff. So I did a bit of research just about, you know, Valve's history with Australia, which is very patchy, to be, to be fair. Um,
1: <laughs> is that because of our tax system is that because of our a triple c is that because
0: yeah like yeah that but then i think a lot of the practices that valve have weren't also very fair right people buy games and they're broken like you can't even install it and they refuse to give a refund like, no, I'm, just saying, I'm
1: just saying though they, they probably have a pretty annoyed relationship. Yeah, I Australia. think they hate Australia, honestly.
0: <laughs> I mean, he, you know, Gabe recently escaped America to go to New Zealand, not Australia, right? So
1: That's what I was about to say. He,
2: I think he's also now probably hates Australia even more, living in New Zealand.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. He's got the Kiwi. Yeah, we have a very funny rivalry, Australia and New Zealand, but it's like brothers. It's more like brothers. Um, I will never let anyone from New Zealand forget that New Zealand's in our constitution as a state. It's never been removed. Um, anyway, so it hasn't been confirmed for Australia for launch. They've said that more regions will be coming in 2022. The history has always been Australia is almost like the last on the queue. Like it will launch in South Korea before it will launch in Australia. Um, in terms of Valve Link and the Valve controller, it took one year for that to be released in Australia from when it got released in the USA. And then the index is even worse. So the index was over two years. It took to come to australia as compared to when it launched in the u.s so
1: damn i feel like
0: at the best case scenario you're talking about christmas 2022 that this will be available in australia and would not shock me if it's mid 2023 which is you know a bit, i don't want to be a bit of a wet blanket but i think that's reality
1: yeah let's be real about i also it, looked yeah. at
0: the pricing so you know if you look at the apples of the world and things like that because australia used to get ripped off big time They've actually been pretty good recently. And normally it's a, you know, you take whatever the U.S. price is, convert it, then GST. And it's, you know, within sometimes 0% premium, sometimes it's 5%, 10%. It's all pretty reasonable. Um, whereas with Valve, everything they've released has had between 25 to 30% premium on top of converting and GST. So when you kind of go through that logic, looking at like the spot rate, all of those type of things... You know, you're looking at, I think, where they'll land is, you know, the 64 gigabyte being 750 Australian, the 20, 256 gigabyte being like a grand, and then the 512 model being 1250 bucks. Now, like, I mean, to wrap up the section, because it's been pretty long, you know, just let's just say that there are the prices 750, 1000, and 1250. Okay. Do you guys, are you buying this? Are you getting this yes. when it launches? Oh, hell yeah. And what are you getting, Mike?
1: Oh, look, I'll probably just go for, oh, I'm saying that now, but I'll probably go for the middle model. How about you, Sweeney? This thing is super
2: impressive, um, but I, it's, I'm not going to get one for a few reasons. So, well, I don't think I will, I should say. Um, first of all, the thing is so much heavier than the Switch, and I already find the Switch too heavy, mm. personally. Um, and have, the only other thing is, like, have have they talked about if this thing heats up? You know, is this thing going to end up freaking being super hot after you're
1: playing it for three hours?
0: No, you I haven't know? heard anything
1: about
2: that yet. So, well, no one's had their hands
0: on that. Like, that, we'd yeah. be able to satisfy that. Yeah. That's so why
1: they s- said it's big. Sorry. That one of the reasons why, no, no, just to, to on that point, Digital Foundry were talking about this. One of the reasons why maybe it's so big as well is bigger surface area means more cooling. They yeah, might yeah. actually need that level of surface yeah. area. So basically,
2: because of that, and also I just can't find a need, not that anyone needs this, but. My gaming needs are fulfilled by what I've got at the moment, so yeah. I can't really find any justification, but it's, it's fantastic. Even with the koala attacks on top, it's still a fantastic value and it's an impressive machine from a technical standpoint. Yeah. So, but I just don't think it kind of mm. fits my gaming lifestyle, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think for me, like number one, if I was to get this, I would get the 512. There's no way I would get the 256. And, like, one thing is, because I do so much handheld gaming, the anti-glare glass is actually yeah, massive. Like, that is not... Mm-hmm. Everyone's, like, burying that, like, oh, that's nothing. That is actually, like, a massive thing. Like, that stuff makes it, like, pop so much more. Um, and then also, just with a PC, it's not the same as a console. Console, they can strip things back. Whereas PC, it's, like, there's headroom that you need to account for with space. So 256 is, like you're not like if you want to treat this like a pc i would never build a pc with 256 gigabytes
1: that's a good point that's a very good point even if you could put extra stuff onto an sd card and then sd cards i would imagine performance would take a big hit
0: yeah yeah so like i'm thinking of it like i wouldn't get it otherwise if it's just like it has to be the 512 and then Mm. the price actually does kind of like become a big factor for me because you know if i said this device is five thousand dollars you wouldn't buy it right no. So, so there is a price curve, and for me, it's like, man, if this was like the Australian equivalent, which is like let's say nine 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 for the sixty four gigabyte model, like at that stage, I feel like, oh, I, I just kind of know myself well enough, I'm, and I love handheld so much, I probably mm. just get it, right? Which is bad to say, but being twelve forty nine and maybe even higher, I'm like, uh, it's, I don't know, it's something about it. It's well, just,
1: that's that's t- that's almost almost at that point twice as much as a PS five.
0: It, well, that's, yeah, no, but it's no, it's, it's getting to that
1: territory of yeah. being twice as much. yeah.
0: And then I've already got a PC that's powerful, like more powerful than this, obviously. So then it really is just genuinely like, do I want a portable version of my computer? And it's yeah. like, I do, but yeah, I don't know if I yeah, want I'll to pay, pay that much, I'll pay a but it's amazing. I'm, out. I'm going to be so fascinated when it launches. And I don't know if you guys covered it, but the form factor though, I want to have mm. hands-on experience with this. Cause I think mm. I am obviously cont counter to what most people are saying about it, I think it's horrible. I think the button placements being all crammed up to the top right-hand side mm. and the D-pad being all crammed up to the top left, it just looks disgusting.
2: I my, That was my initial kind of like, oh, but then, I mean, I heard from people that, hey, they thought the same, but when they actually got it hands-on it felt natural. So yeah. that's that's kind of alleviated <laughs> a little of my it's concern just, of This Yeah, but I, I,
0: looked, just, like, I, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but... There's a reason why they invite certain outlets. You know, they never say bad things about hands-on experiences with stuff. It's just the history of these people, right? I
1: guess, yeah. IGN sounded... Not Ryan, the other dude whose name I I don't know. He sounded... He said a few negative... Well, I wouldn't say negative, but a few critical things about it.
0: I'm trying to grab something. Slow.
1: It's, yeah, it's, it's going to, I don't know. Look, I think time will tell. And I think it's not the final thing. This, is, audio, probably, this is an yeah, audio podcast.
0: I'm probably one of the wackiest people to actually have a Wii U set up on my desk and like, I can just grab it whenever I want. Hey, so I got.
2: Is, is it wacky? The fact that I've got it hooked up to my TV right now. No, that's what I have as well.
0: So I'm just holding up the game pad, right? Which I don't hate, but
1: Very similar
0: on launch. Everyone's than. like, Oh, this is great. And then over time, people really hate the placements. Of the sticks being right at the top mm. corners. Like mm. people would always complain about it after time, after people keep playing it and they're just like, oh, it's just a really annoying location. And I look at the 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 Steam Deck and I'm like, it is exactly like the Wii U being right up to the edges of the mm. actual unit. So but you need to play it. You need to have hands on. I want to see how it lands. Here's
1: the thing though, here's the thing though, and maybe it's intentional in the sense that the right stick they're maybe thinking that a lot of people are are going to use it for games like FPSs or as a mouse or whatever. And they use the actual touchpad, which is offset. And I wonder if there's an element of intentionally placing the touchpad at the bottom because people will use it more than the actual stick. I don't know. Mm. We'll see. Time will tell. Because I could imagine that's more accurate for FPS games, things like that. But anyway, I'm I'm looking forward to this thing. The one benefit of
0: it coming to Australia so late is that we'll, have the benefit of hearing what people yeah, say about it and what the exactly. quirks are. And you know, we'll, well be we'll, very well informed in Australia before we have to pre-order it even. And, so and we pay for the privilege. Yeah, the premium. Exactly. We get it later and we pay 30% more. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next story. That was quite long. And this is something I'm really excited about actually. Nickelodeon has announced a new platform fighter so think smash brothers featuring their iconic characters the game is called nickelodeon all-star brawl and it has been rumored for a long period of time it's following years of them dabbling in the fighting genre um but yeah swinny like i'm I'm really excited about this you know as the two people who are like pretty smash obsessed coming uh, to consoles this year in q4 and then uh, via Discord, which is weird, a lot of information actually came out of the developers' Discord. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're saying that there is going to be a PC release as well. So, this is developed by uh, Ludocity. Is that right? Ludocity? Uh, I say Ludocity. Yeah, yeah. Ludocity. So, they're the creators of Slap City. Um, and that is actually like a very highly regarded kind of cult classic Smash alternative, like very funny, you know, there's heaps of really funny videos on Slap City just with the mechanics of it, but it's pretty like actually similar to Melee actually. Mm. And I, I the good thing that I was like actually happy to hear that, you know, they, they've already acknowledged that and sort of saying that was Slap City. Mm. This is going to be a bit different. This is going to be its own thing. But to me, looking at it looks very inspired by Ultimate, you know, Smash 4 and Melee itself. Oh, and yeah. Brawl, Headless. of course, which is kind of, like, almost named after.
1: If I didn't know, I'd be like, this is just a DLC for it.
0: Yeah. Um, and and I don't know, like, it just looks insane. Like, you've got, like, the trailer that we're playing in the background of the video, you know, just all the characters that you'd expect to see from Nickelodeon, Nicktoons, like, you know, the SpongeBob SquarePants, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, for me, like, are real monsters. That was really sick uh Reptar from Rugrats. It it they seem to do a really smart job of, you know, how do we try to hit on everyone's childhood? Because there's a lot of characters I don't know who they are. Right? So it just feels like, you know, if you're a kid of the nineties, two thousands or twenty tens, you you've got representation in this game. Um mm. and then Swinney, did you want to cover some of the the cheating that people have done in terms of trying to figure out uh <laughs> what other characters could be actually in this game.
2: Well I mean I like how we're going to spend more time on that than talking about the characters themselves that are actually confirmed. That you well, no, just no, I was going to go through, through
0: that. No, no, I was, I was going to, I was swinging, I was swinging back. There's a method to the madness. Okay, okay. there's, so, a, there's a swinging back happening. All right,
2: all right. Just, Calm down. just screw with my flow. Um. So basically, there is uh, the box art has silhouettes, and <laughs> they've basically been uh, people been able to identify four potentially more depending on how they bundle these characters up or not um more characters that essentially are pretty much confirmed at this point looking at the silhouette so we've got Ren and Stimpy
0: they're they're the most obvious to me and the next one you're about to say at the bottom I'm guessing but even I looked at the silhouette I'm like wow that's Ren that's just so clear and obvious so whether or not that's
2: two characters or or one we don't know we've got Cat and dog, yeah, from cat dog. That's cool. At the, at the very bottom, that'll obviously be one character as well. Uh, and then, uh, we've got Ang from, uh, you know, Avatar, Last Airbender, and Korra from that universe as well, all the Legend of Korra as well. So, pretty much characters we can pretty much mark off, which would yeah. have been expected as well. Yeah. Although, Ren, Ren's to be, if it wasn't for Powder Toast Man being on there, Ren and be – Honestly, would have been a little bit up in the air because there's been a bit of issues with, the, with that series in the past. Yeah. But with Powder Toast Man being there and this silhouette, well, obviously it's happening, so which is awesome.
0: I so. did I because I, I got to land on this spot, but Ren and Stimpy is so massive to me. Like yeah, I feel like, like hey, this, hey, this this almost like hey, puts me Stimpy. over the line with the game to get it because <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I want to play as Ren and Stimpy. That's just so cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: And Cat Dog Man, I think I, other than I think. Uh, bl- the Loud House, it's maybe the only series I haven't really watched much. But everything else is so familiar, it's nuts.
0: And do you want yes. to run through some of the characters, twin?
2: Yeah, so the, um, alphabetically we've got Danny Phantom from Danny Phantom. That's a character I'm not familiar with. Um, you could obviously wear, wear old bastards Yeah, here. so yeah, we're, we're going to lean old. towards the <laughs> classic Nickelodeon. We've got Helga from Hey Arnold, which is great that she's announced and Arnold himself isn't yet. <laughs> good old good football head. We've got Leonardo from uh, The Turtles got Lincoln Loud and Lucy Loud from the Loud House who I'm not what I'm I'm not familiar with that uh show myself yeah, same Michelangelo Michelangelo is the only other turtle uh, that's been announced and it's there's been some rumblings in discord they said they they're not just going to include characters to complete a set so it's possible we might not get the other turtles we don't know which kind um, of annoys
0: me because is my favorite turtle Raphael's mine. So uh, <laughs> that's cool. awesome. So, I love it. So, we're, yeah, we're not, we're all, right. all representing. You can, you,
2: can, you can take over while I refresh my
0: face. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, Nigel Obviously Thornberry.
1: Michelangelo is my favorite. Yeah, go,
0: Mike. So, again, like just to <laughs> emphasize, I'm very old. So, I only know the ones that are really started in the 90s. But, um, Nigel Thornberry. I actually don't know who Nigel Thornberry is, but it seems like everyone else does. Uh, from the Wild Thornberries. Huge meme. Ablina. Yeah. From R Real Monsters, which I love that show. And
2: that is that's probably my favorite inclusion. Yeah. So that well. that's
0: right up there. Uh Patrick Starr from SpongeBob SquarePants, Powder Toast Man, as as Swinny mentioned before from Ren and Stimpy, Reptar from Rugrats, which I thought that that's such a cool inclusion. It could like yeah. I love the way they've chosen the characters for this, because it's not necessarily just the most obvious ones.
2: I'm glad that they announced him because initially they said he was too big.
0: Last <laughs> <laughs> nice little smash check there. I like it. Uh, Sandy Cheeks from Spongebob Squarepants Spongebob himself which I'm sure is going to be like the most popular character and then Zim from Invader Zim which I don't know either so there's a lot that I don't know
2: So uh, a certain friend of ours that I shall not mention is a massive fan of Invader Zim and he was very happy to hear that I was going to
1: mention a certain friend of ours as well. Mark my words he's going to pick that character (laughs) You idiot
2: (laughs) So my my favourite quotes from the devs was they said um, that in the Kotaku interview, that Nigel Thornberry edgeguarding is a goal all to itself, which I think is just amazing because he's such a meme character. Um, I've never, I never watched the shows, you know, when I was younger or anything, but that character is just was already a meme, so mm. it's it's amazing. But look at the characters that we that are, we haven't talked about. I mean, the ones that I would most look forward to being added to this game would be, um, first of all. Anyone from Rocco's Modern Life? That is my mm. that is my favorite Nickelodeon show. Um, so, and the only other one is Angry Beavers. You know, that would be a good occasion, So, <laughs> oh, man, I, I just
0: love how we're having these conversations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like because you know we always joke Swinny and I, especially around Smash, and are they going to include Goku or something like that? But. You know, there's a whole other tier of characters. Like, are they going to add SpongeBob SquarePants to Smash? Like, you know that they're not, but it's, yeah, this game, you know, they're all in the Nick universe, but I mean, like, it does give you a platform for DLC, right?
2: Well, they have had a Shrek show before, aired on
0: Nickelodeon. It's part of Viacom. It's like one of the IP. Like for them, it wouldn't cost any money to have Shrek in this game. So like that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like this game, I don't know, I'm pretty hyped about this game actually. It sounds insane. <laughs> I'm like hyped about a Nickelodeon brawler. But um number one, I love Smash. It's probably my favorite now, you know, fighting uh how do you say it, Swinny? Kind of like style, like fighting game yeah. style, like platform fighter. And then just yeah, like having a totally different cast of characters. You know, and then uh, do we cover the rollback netcode? No, so rumor, that's all, that's all of the details that you skipped over to rush to the silhouettes. Silhouettes <laughs> are the juicy parts, you know that. I'm just giving the audience what they want. So, so
2: basically, let me let me let me take control of that then. So, <laughs> so the game will have, as expected, you know, online and co-op. Uh, well said so they specifically said co-op modes. So um I'm guess I don't know whether that means just team team matches and stuff, but we'll have single player modes as well. Mm. Um you'll be interesting you'll be they said you'll be able to unlock new moves for the character so i don't know if it's like a smash four situation where you can have custom moves but then in competitive play they'll just have a standard set of moves that is tournament legal and such like that it's crazy we're talking about nickelodeon fighter being tournament legal um will feature <laughs> over 20 levels including uh jellyfish fields from spongebob the technodrome i think there's a, a Sewer level for the turtles as well. There's a bunch of others in the trailer, and this is where you're talking about that they will be implementing rollback netcode where possible, particularly for one v one matches. And I've heard a lot of speculation that they they made some mention that kind of alluding to the fact that it may
0: not be on the Switch. I think that that's that's not the devs though. I think that's just the community speculation.
2: No, there was a comment from the devs that oh, kind of people Oh, that's infer- new, okay. That if they, they, no, but they didn't state that, but they, they, they didn't specifically say it, but it was very much kind of inferred that they are talking about the Switch, but we don't know. Like, until we get the official confirmation, that's not the kind of stuff that you're going to hear about in these initial announcements, you know, just like the fact that they're in the Discord, they also stated that the game will have wave-dashing mechanics, you know, so yeah, just yeah, like yeah. City did, so...
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's like, what we're talking about now is getting ultra niche for fighting game stuff, but Hmm. essentially like net rollback net code is all about, you know, being more accurate and predictive to what, you know, the moves I did on my end and what your end are and as much as possible lining those things up. But just on rollback net code, it also isn't magic. So if there is like a lot of packet loss, a lot of delay, a lot of issues, people like on Wi-Fi, all that kind of stuff, it it can't just magically make the game perfect, right? So I can kind of understand with Smash, it's like you go to a lot of effort and then, you know, some people just play on Wi-Fi anyway, even if they can play on LAN. So... You know, like, what, what's the point of... Who would do uh,
1: such a thing?
0: <laughs> I didn't. I just wanted to leave it at that level and move on. <laughs> right. But, you know, I kind of get the devs. It's like, why put all the effort in when 70% of your player base is playing via Wi-Fi? You know, because they don't have a LAN port. People don't use it. So, yeah. Like, uh, but I, uh, yeah, it just, it feels like so good on on handheld, you know? This is why you need the Steam Deck this is why you need the steam deck this would be a great game on the steam deck because you can play it on pc with the rollback netcode and i just
2: saw a comment as well the pc version will have gamecube adapter support so that's cool oh
0: oh geez but i don't want to miss out on the hype early that's the problem right that's how they get you that's how they get you Mm. um no no I'm, i'm really i'm really pumped about this this looks really really cool Alright, uh, Netflix. I mean, this week has been a bit nutty with uh, gaming. So Bloomberg is reporting that Netflix is making big moves to begin offering video games as part of their service in 2022. So this includes uh, hiring a whole bunch of people and advertising a whole bunch of positions, including Mike Vadu from EA Oculus Zynga uh, as a, vi- a VP for game development. So this isn't like, you know, how do we bring in other games to the service? This is building their own games. Very Netflix style, as uh, they have done with their own IPs, bringing in TV shows and movies that haven't existed and then really, you know, having a differentiated prod- product offering. Um, so previously they'd licensed uh, some of their IP to then other <laughs> parties to make games, uh, including Stranger Things 3, the game. Uh, have produced, you know, Castlevania and other animated shows with uh, Splinter Cell and Cuphead. I forgot about Cuphead, actually. That's pretty cool. Mm. That, that's on the way. But, boys, like, Mike, you know, what do you think this is going to be? Is this going to be, like, in the in the TV browser? Are you going to be able to add a controller? What do you think it's going to shape up as? And
1: I, this there's so little known about it, I think, at this point. I would imagine what makes the most sense, but I don't know if it's going to work that well, is exactly that, that it's just part of their streaming service. You get a controller so that... When you think about what they did a while back with Boulder, no, what was that?
0: What was that? Black Mirror,
1: called? with the Black Mirror special episode, Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. That's the one where you could choose what to do next. I mean, I know that's a very simplistic version mm. of it, but in a way, it was almost like playing an interactive choose your own av- adventure kind of game. Now, well, and it's I wouldn't say it's simple. They
0: said that they could have either made a whole season of Black Mirror or that one episode. That was the choice for them. And they wow. chose to make that one episode.
1: Well, no, it, I, I can. What I mean is it definitely wouldn't have been simple, but I mean a format like that as mm. a game, if you could think of it as a game, compared to integrating a controller, having no lag, well, minimal lag, it, it's a different kind of thing. Mm. I think it's a completely different ballpark. It, so can they achieve that through, through a, a streaming service? Man, I have no idea. I don't know. But it'd be the ideal way to do it if you could.
2: If Telltale hadn't gone under, we would have already been at that point, I think, because they were already working with them on a bunch of that stuff. Uh, um, wow. And then they, that. Telltale obviously went the way of the Dodos. So, um, but, yeah, no, this <laughs> is definitely, from all reports, is part of the streaming you know, service or the subscription that you get. I think that at some point they, like, for them to launch something separate, I think would just be like, well, then you've already got Amazon Luna that no one's talking about. You've already got Facebook Gaming that's on the horizon. You've already got obviously Stadia and XCloud and PS Now and all these other kind of things. Whereas if it's part of the same ecosystem, then people don't feel like something; they feel like it's just an addition, and I think they're more likely to try it out because obviously they don't have to pay potentially pay for it depending on, on the what the model is. So well, I, guess I, guess no, I guess I guess last thing yeah, I was you know. going to say was. The the reports are also saying that they're potentially looking at this as a way to then lead up to eventual price increases for the subscription in general as well, because or at least tier may, levels may be okay. The higher tier gets you get access to the game part. Or yeah, you know.
0: I guess. I guess to clarify the question, is a game like Destiny Two, which is available on everything, Stadia, Luna, every single platform has Destiny Two. Is a game like Destiny Two going to be available through Netflix? I guess that's the question I have.
2: I think that they will potentially do a mix like they do with their programming you know they'll have their netflix original style games that they produce and then they'll have a bunch of to fill out the library you know they'll have stuff that is probably i don't know if they'll get the big triple a's i'll probably go for maybe uh, like things on like limbo style games and stuff like. That. i'm just thinking like what would make sense to fill out a library that's not going to they, they, I don't think they're competing directly here with, you know, any of the existing services. They're kind of trying to do something unique, I think. But
0: you do think that a game like Destiny 2 could come to the service?
2: Possibly, yeah. Oh, it could, yeah. yeah and interesting. I, I think because that's proven to work well, Stadia. Now, I don't know the tech behind Netflix and how that's going to work, but um, assuming they could get to that point, then we know that that stuff is viable. So,
0: I think the question then for me becomes, because Apple has blocked explicitly xCloud, as an app right because mm. it's offering games what are they going to do in netflix like how are they going to handle that situation mm. because i I'd, i would be shocked if they create a separate app called like netflix gaming that doesn't make any sense to me it would be like you go in your netflix app like normal and there'll just be like normal. new pop-ups that say hey do you want to play these games these games work well on tv with a remote or hey you need to grab a controller for these games you know and sync it up. But then what is Apple going to do? Like, I feel like Apple, uh... I know they could potentially use Bandersnatch
2: or any kind of, like they could basically say, we've already had this equivalent, an interactive experience through our service, you know?
0: Yeah. I think the smart thing to do would be introduce all the Bandersnatch Nile games first, because then how's Apple going to argue against that? You already had a Bandersnatch, right? Get that filled out and then go to the next level, which is like, oh, you know, and these games, you can use a controller, but it's still Bandersnatch Nile and then it's like you go oh and then there's destiny 2 and then like take apple to court at that point because apple's kind of screwed themselves it's like they've allowed yeah, I don't, I don't flex be, and then
1: game. yeah it's flex but it's not a game
0: well bandit Stash is a game in my view it's interactive oh.
1: It's an interactive medium, but it's not a game. That's
0: what a game is to me. But I like, I like, this is a five-hour conversation. <laughs> it's to do with us,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, this is, this is a, a five-month court case, but yeah. That's, that's the Zoe Quinn <laughs> argument. Let's not get into that stuff. So.
2: Yeah,
0: all right. But yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited to see when this comes out, Um, just to see how it goes. More options for gaming, the better. It's better for gaming. So yeah, I'm all, totally. all for it. Hmm. Uh, in our next story, it's a tragedy in my eyes, Um I asked Swinney for this to be the headliner. He rejected it as the editor-in-chief of the show. And, you know, I, I've, uh, you know, taken my... Oh, shit, it's actually gone up. I've I've got to lower my, my Amiibo flag to half-mast. I can barely see that with the Bokka blur that I have. I can
2: see the edge of the, the flag. There.
0: You can see you can see that my flag is now uh, at half mast. Yes, because we can
2: uh, we can officially <laughs> confirm. Into is at half mast uh,
0: because uh, the beautiful Zelda Loftwing amiibo has potentially been lost at sea. Um, what? So in the Literally? US, in the US, there's been a massive problem with the amiibos coming out. Uh, amiibos look at that amiibo coming out uh, for skyward sword hd obviously and most people like it seems like 80 plus percent of people cannot get their amiibo it's been delayed and hasn't even been shipped from the warehouse there's a lot of confusion there and it seems like maybe the the shipment has you know sunk or been lost or <laughs> like just gone missing and The way that Nintendo goes is that they will not go and reproduce this just because of this. They don't care. Like, that's not their style. So Go,
1: go, go to the ocean and fish it.
0: It's kind of interesting because they've sold out in Australia, obviously, but they're already going for, like, triple the price in Australia, which is a bit unusual.
2: And they were already more expensive than their normal Amiibo.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good Amiibo. I've got it here in the background, of course. People, people,
2: (sighs) people. Oh, well, what's this? What's this? Crazy
0: collectors. It's nice. It's a really nice Wait,
2: one. How, how did you get your hands on one? <laughs>
0: I have my special connections.
2: <laughs> so, okay. So, all right. God has just avoided all my all my jokes written in the uh, the run sheet, right? And I stated in here that only a small portion of Amiibo have been made available to Amiibo influencers. Well, I'd like to think he, he is, is an it, Amiibo influencer.
1: God is now an Amiibo he influencer. He is officially an Amiibo influencer. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm, I was going to say aminfluenza, a uh, but that sounds horrible.
1: <laughs> can you please put the flag back to full mast?
0: <laughs> no, that'll be later tonight. Um, <laughs> it, it's just so unfortunate because people are obsessed about this amiibo because just, just this keep amiibo.
1: It off. Just keep it off. I know.
0: Well, it's just relevant that we're talking about I it. I feel
1: like I need a Mario Watch or something to show up now, <laughs> just to top it. <laughs> well,
0: we're going to get to that, what I've done this week about it. You guys are going to be shocked. Um, so, yeah, with this. This has the functionality, the feature that doesn't come in the game, which is you can go to the sky from a dungeon and then return back, which is not in the game normally. Now, I have not used the Amiibo. I haven't opened it up. I don't think you need to use that. Like, I know that people are saying, oh, you can go back to the sky and refill your hearts and all that kind of stuff. The game is not like, doesn't put obstacles in front of you like that anyway, like, you die, you just get back into it. You can just keep playing. So I don't really understand that. I don't think you need to use it. It's convenient, but I think it's just people getting a bit frustrated with it. But, yeah, so it's very sad. I, I, Says like, the man
1: who happens to be one of the only people who has a, <laughs> has an Amiibo. So he doesn't give a shit. He's like, <laughs> all of you peasants, don't worry. You at don't least, need this. At least
0: one, because I think I've got another one over there. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh open my
1: open Just imagine the... This poor
2: kid that's crying, yeah. and you've got two of them. You're <laughs> yeah. a monster, and yeah. you're still, and like, just I still like my 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 writing is wasted on you. Just you know the fact that. Basically, you know, you've ignored all my jokes in the run sheet.
0: You didn't read any of it.
2: You didn't <laughs> talk about the fact that the Amiibo% speedrunner community
0: is in tatters. <laughs> that was a funny joke. I did find that funny. I was going to loop back to that. I'm not going to talk about it. Amiibo talk about influencer. It. I know you guys are just going to say I'm the Amiibo influencer. crisis of I can people not
1: being able to cheat in the game now. <sighs> yes. I,
0: I do. I, it was a little bit embarrassing because I did realise, and I don't want to say this because I know someone on the show is going to want one, but I didn't realise I actually have... Two Dark Souls amiibos. amiibo.
1: We are fans of the show. God <laughs> has just announced he's giving away... No, I'm not. One of his Dark Souls amiibos. <laughs> hey, that's like giving away a lot of the money. first person. It's not crazy?
0: <laughs> hey, you uh, want to
1: promote the show or not? All
0: right. If the show gets to like 10,000 people, I'll do it.
1: Okay. The 10,000th so, subscriber, which I'm not sure how we figure that out because I don't know if it tells you the
0: numbers. No, it doesn't.
1: We'll get... Are you calling this now? They're going to get... One of the Dark Souls
0: Amiibos? Well, I put it in the competition. you want to do this? You no, to do this, this is years away, if, in the best case scenario. Anyway, uh, yeah. Come
1: on, come on, throw it out there. Let's so do
0: I, this. I do feel bad. This is mostly in the US, and I feel bad if people can't get this Amiibo in the end. Especially, Yeah, like-
1: I feel bad too, especially when people like you get two of them. <laughs> I know, you wanker. Fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs>
0: Why am I an <laughs> asshole? I'm just buying things. I kind of buy things. Uh, well, you
1: have your your sneaky special sources that you know the rest of us don't have access to. Mm. 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 No,
0: I Got know. Got my bot. My bots it's because
1: it. you're <laughs> sleeping with someone at EB. <laughs> your Mebo line cutter. That's what you
0: are. All right. Well, uh, let's go to more capitalistic stuff.
1: <laughs>
2: yes. With
0: the Mar- uh, Mario and Tag Hua. Do you say Hua? Is this or where you how? Go-
1: Hower, hower, hower. I don't know. I used to Tech know how to,
0: when I worked how-er. in investment banking, I knew how to say this, and now I've forgotten again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was expecting you to go,
0: <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, no, and to show it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on an audio podcast, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like we, we did have this in the minute mic section last week. Uh, although you probably can't pay, you can't hear anything that's said hey, in that section, it's going yeah. so quick. <laughs> But essentially, they've done a collab with Tag, and there's only two thousand watches available worldwide. It retails for Australian about three grand, two grand US. Which is I wouldn't say crazy. available
1: worldwide. Where available worldwide? Where is probably the key oh, word Oh, you mean where? Good luck. You're yeah. saying where? <laughs> where? Is it like <laughs> where available past tense? Because I don't
2: think you can get one now.
0: You correct me. Sold out. By fucking up and saying the wrong word.
2: No, that's just. A-
0: Hey, just English, just how I, English is I third language. It. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh yeah. Have me some slack. How long have you been speaking English for? 20 years? Give or take. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, it's already sold out, which is insane to me. Now, uh. so yeah, like and we, we should say like some of the features of the watch. So it's actually a smart watch, not a like analog watch, which to me is a massive negative. Huge um, negative.
1: Yeah, it's part of the tag. Yeah connected line of smart watches
0: yeah and there's uh four exclusive mario watch faces yeah, there's a whole thing around step goals and getting motivated so it's based on google where google's wear os uh but i don't know like if you're going to buy a tag you, you'd want it to be a watch you know i've got like an omega watch for my grandfather and you know that's something that eventually i want to give to my son right and that lasts right This is not something you could pass on because I bought the original Apple Watch and it's kind of like DOA really now, you know, it's like, it's dead because the battery just doesn't last. So what are you going to do with this? Like when the battery dies, can you replace it?
1: Oh, you can. It's going to cost you like 500 bucks. From tag or But whatever. then also, that up, the but, technology yeah.
0: is going to be so old, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's going to get a firmware upgrade and, and the whole thing's going to run like <laughs> shit, just like every other smartwatch.
0: I guess my question <laughs> is to you guys, is like, do you think that this in like, say, 15 years time is going to be worth 10, 20 grand? Because it's so, so unique I, and it's 2000.
1: I, and... Yes, purely because of the exclusivity. It's Mario and it's exclusive. Mm. And we just, you know, the previous segment was about you buying amiibos that are worth three times the amount without <clears throat> anyone even that, you know, they're not even technically sold out really. No, I bought it so, at
0: retail, Australian retail. <laughs> there make sure it's in another clip. So it's in two clips so, though.
1: So I, I don't know. It's, it's an, it's a really interesting one. I think purely, yes, it's, it's a smartwatch. And if this was an actual proper physical watch, I think it would be worth way more in terms of it's, ability to hold its value and in fact go up in price because it's it's a smartwatch, you know a bunch of these are going to stop working probably in a, in a few years um which may be not a negative thing it means that whatever is remaining will actually be worth something i wonder how many people given that it's so exclusive and it costs so much money are actively going to be using these so i think a lot of them are probably going to be mm. kept in pretty good condition um purely from from collectors i think you know forking out three thousand australian dollars on a watch eh, there's a bit of a collector thing in there as well no doubt so i don't know i i I think i think it will i think they'll be worth something purely because of the exclusivity but here's the funny thing there is nothing stopping them from re-releasing these like a second version of them or something in the future and that makes you then wonder well are the originals worth more now? Is it going to be like Lego where they re- they do a re-release of the same set and the original is now not worth as much, but then there's some people who want the original just because of the collector's thing? I don't know. Time will tell. But what? it's just, I don't know. I, I personally think it's a shame that it's not an actual physical watch. That would yeah. get me way more interested, I think, than it being a smart watch that, just, it, it stops being useful in, like, two, three years usually.
2: I'm just shocked. Why are we talking so long about a fucking Mario Watch being worth a lot in the future? It just seems crazy to
1: me. It's like, it's cool. Collectors things. It's but it's just, just like, brilliant.
2: I just think it's kind of absurd, honestly. So.
1: <laughs> well, it kind of, it, it, for the price, it absolutely is. But I, I think it's absurd paying $3,000 for a smartwatch mm. when every yeah. single other smartwatch is a fraction of that price. And... But that that's even the base price. So it's not that just the Mario one is three thousand dollars. <laughs> the tech hoa <laughs> connected line mm. is pretty bloody expensive to begin with. And I think they're massively overpriced. Yes, they're nice devices and everything, but really you kind of get a similar functionality from just about any other smartwatch. You just don't get the status of, hey, look at me. I'm an investment banker. Check it out kind of thing, you know? Like, yeah,
0: uh, I think if you're going to go for a smartwatch, you want to go for like the absolute cheapest one because... <laughs>
1: Sorry, was that your Integot
0: Yeah, pretty much. He's yeah. an
1: asshole.
2: <laughs> I, I don't even have the like hey, th- I'm not I- the
0: asshole.
1: You're the asshole that buys too many Amiibos. so they allowed poor to buy crying Amiibo, children, Amiibo. Poor crying children screaming at their parents and crying. There it is, showing it again. You guys can't see this because he forgets that this is an audio program. Cast as well. He keeps showing up his limited exclusive amiibo. He's going to he, show both now. He's going to he show both. Someone off at EB Games to get a copy of. <laughs> he's going to show both of them. Look at this. He's going to show both.
2: <laughs> Look at this. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh man.
2: Oh, uh, can you? You got to include that in the bloody. Video thumbnail, please.
0: You know, there's some Reddit, am I the arsehole? When oh, yes, I visit yes. that, it just says yes. That's all it that shows on the screen, yes. No one
2: else can get these amiibo me, but I have two. Am I the arsehole?
0: Yeah, I just load that page, yes. That says nothing else. No threads or anything.
2: No, It's was a it, YTA. That's it. You're the arsehole. Let, let me just go
0: to Wikipedia. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Let's,
3: slash let's, arsehole. Let's, no, 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 let's move on. Let's move,
0: on. let's move on. Let's move on. So our final story... Uh, the proposed Australian loot box legislation. So a new bill has been introduced in the Australian parliament proposing legislation to ban video game companies from targeting minors with loot boxes. So this was first reported by the daily telegraph after uh, our show commenced record. I uh, finished recording. Sorry. Um, so it's called the classification amendment loot box bill. Um, and it is expected to be in the House of Reps uh, in mid-August. So this is proposed by the independent Tassie MP, Andrew Wilkie. He has had a history of being very anti-gambling, especially anti-pokies, which I'm pretty supportive of. Mm. The proposed legislation would limit the sale of games containing loot boxes to people above the age of 18 and add an advisory rating to the classification, clarifying that they contain loot boxes. In terms of Wilkie, he argues that the loot box mechanics would groom children for future gambling. Quote, not clear if that's what gaming companies design, but it's self-evident that they have had that effect. We are a country that accepts that people over the age of 18 can gamble, but let's make that for adults and giving parents a warning and then to allow very young children to pay cash for randomised events that may or may not reward them would not meet uh, would, sorry, meet the definition of gambling. So, I mean, in a way, I think this is probably simple. I think we all agree with this. <laughs> Do we not? Yeah, I totally agree with this. <laughs> Hell, I would take 100%. it one step
1: further and go, screw you, completely the <laughs> de- legalized loot boxes, period. You know, just because you're 18. Okay, wow. So suddenly you turn 18 and all of a sudden your capacity to... To have free will and make good life choices and not be addicted to gambling is is different. No, it isn't. I get that you don't want to groom kids. Absolutely. So this is the first step in doing this. But I think this needs to go one step further. I am I am like super against the Pokies. I am I I hate fuck them yes. with with <laughs> yes. a passion. I you think left the Pinkos.
3: No, oh, absolutely. I stopped. I stopped.
1: Seriously. I mean, I don't know if Coles is any better, but I stopped shopping at Woolies purely because. <laughs> he's back with his bloody amiibos. I stopped shopping at Woolies purely because they owned all the Pokéchains. Well, not all the Pokéchains, you know what I mean? They own a whole bunch of Pokéchains. Yeah, it's chains. a big part of their business. And, Was a and big as part a result of, of, of that, I'm like, screw Woolies. I'm not partaking in that. Now, I, you know, small thing. Most people don't give a shit about that. Fair enough, whatever. But I know heaps of other people, and I know people that were affected by by this directly. <clears> so this, to me, yes, we're all in agreement, absolutely. And I think it's an awesome first step in ensuring well, that. Well,
0: well. Hang on. we agree mm-hmm. with the loot box bill. Like we don't agree with everything that you No, no, just no. Said. we
1: agree with the loot box bill specifically. Yeah. The fact that that making sure that children aren't targeted by this and making sure that children don't fall into the trap of thinking that this is a this is an acceptable behavior and getting into that behavior to then have the issues later in life. Um, and you know, we're not talking about Pokies is not I'm not necessarily completely against gambling. I'm not against someone going to a casino, playing some blackjack or playing some poker. I think poker is an interesting game, fair enough. I think I think you know people can fall into really big traps with that as well. But I am purely talking about Pokies. Mm. They're completely 100% random. You sit in front of a screen and you just keep pressing a fucking button until something happens. That is what I'm talking about. Turning people into zombies like that is completely fucking unacceptable and I think I am surprised that there aren't laws in place yet that it took this long for something like this to to actually happen and that action is so slow for something that has such a fundamentally massive impact on people's lives when they grow up it's huge. It destroys families. It literally kills people. Mm. And and we're fine with with this kind of stuff. And just it's um, unacceptable. Unfortunately, this bill is not to limit pokies. It's <laughs> to limit loot
2: boxes. But I 100 percent agree with that. Yes, let's go back game. to that. So <laughs> I look, I when I saw the headline, I didn't know what this was, who was proposing what I, and when I read it was Andrew Wilkes. I thank fuck uh, because he has a history of being able to actually make stuff happen. Ooh. Um, he's been able to, like, be the balance of power and get, you know... I I don't know where everything's sitting at the moment, but in the past with Julie Gillard and everything, like, you know, they had to actually kind of work with him on a lot of stuff that he was wanting because of the balance of power and everything. And that's why I'm really, really positive that this may actually... Because we've got to remember, this is a bill being introduced, you know. It doesn't mean that it's actually going to happen. It's going to obviously take a lot of work to get it to happen. But I can't see a lot of people, in with with the Australian government being such a nanny state in a lot of ways, this almost seems like something that would actually get support from both sides. But the only thing is obviously there's a lot of games out there, specifically your FIFAs and everything, that would be the biggest impacted by this that would obviously have massive, well, what's the term, you know, people... Influencing um, certain decision makers and stuff. I can't remember the political term for it, but off the top of my head, lobbying. Yeah, lobbyists, lobbying. That's lobbyists, right. Lobbyists, yeah. So mm. it would have a lot of lobbyists kind of pushing for that stuff. But I'm so happy that this. It's to me, it's strange that it's taken this long to get to this point.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and mm. I mean, the lobbyists definitely have influence, but it's at least not as bad as the US or the UK oh, yeah. or EU. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I've I've got friends who are lobbyists actually, and it's like they hate that it they can't do what they do in the States. Like in the States, it's, there's a track of like, you're an MP, like for our equivalent, like you're a politician and then, you know, you're going to get a job with the lobbyists after. So you got to actually help them out. Right. Or else you're not going to get that job in the future. So you're already like bought into their viewpoint. Whereas in Australia, that doesn't happen. So well,
1: they're,
0: they're trying to do that. Like more and more, you can actually see former politicians are becoming like, you know, uh, you know, I won't mention who, but, you know, they're becoming senior members of effectively lobbyists now. So then it's already trying to create that dynamic in Australia, which I think is very toxic to our democracy. Mm. I'm fully supportive of this. It's kind of, I do feel a bit like weird about it because Australia is horrible with rating games. Like it's been one of the most immature jurisdictions, not having an 18 rating for such a long period of time, banning games. Like Mm. I think we have the most banned games out of any country outside of like really Germany. nutty, nutty countries that you, I, no, I think we've been more games in Germany. They're mostly specifically around like Nazi stuff or, you know, certain type of blood and stuff like that in some of their games. But yeah, like I, I, I'm not a big fan of going, leaning into that, but for this, like, I'm pretty supportive. Like.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I, it's, I think it's, it is a different element. Sorry, Swinney. it, banning games that you have no, no direct correlation of proof between a particular game causing a very negative side effect. So say, for example, you ban a violent game. There's been many studies done. There is no real correlation between violent games and people acting out violence in real life or becoming more violent, etc. So exactly why you're banning that particular thing is the question, especially to people that are 18 plus. Whereas when it comes to gambling, there are very, very much many pieces of research, don't ask me to quote them, but I know they exist, that do show the link and they do show the link of getting kids involved with this kind of stuff at an early age and the impact it has later in life. So, to me this is a completely different thing. To me, this is a clear cut, yes, ban this thing, make sure that kids don't have access to this kind of stuff. It's a totally different thing that, oh, an 18-year-old shouldn't be able to play sextress or something. Well, dude, come on, seriously? Like...
2: (sighs) Yeah, the, By that
1: age they can they can make their own decisions like that, and it doesn't have a negative impact.
2: If this if this goes ahead, I'm really interested to see what this means for the mobile market because that is where it is the most embedded. It's one thing to say mm. oh, FIFA or whatever. Like a lot of the, we've kind of had examples of that stuff being done in Europe already, where they just kind of remove mechanics, whereas you can't remove loot boxes from. Like, what about gacha games and stuff? You know, like that's it's
1: it's a core mechanic.
2: A, yeah. So like, what yeah. Do you, does that just mean? They're just not sold on Australian stores? You know, so but you know that is downloadable by Australians. That, that is
0: going to expose the flaw that we have in our system, which is if you make a PS5 game and you want to sell it in retail, like in a EB Games for us in Australia, it has to go through the classification board to get approval. Mm. Whereas if you sell it on Steam, you self-rate it. So you go, no, oh, no, like you know, um, Disco Elysium. Yeah, it's it's like an MA rating, and they mm-hmm. have it on the store, and they still sell it, even though it's actually been banned in Australia. It never got removed, like from Steam. So I think the mobile market will stay exactly the way it is, even though it'd be actually contravening the law in Australia. And maybe you'll get the big publishers like the Activisions, EAs, will pull the games out of Australia just because they're, you know, legally more careful. Mm. But well, I think the bigger players won't even give a shit. So it's kind of like I do wonder if it's going to have the effect that they wanted to have. But honestly, like I'd love to see something change. Like you know, FIFA and games like that. I wouldn't mind playing them, but they're so geared to the Ultimate Team uh, that I just uh, well, I don't even touch them. I don't even touch them. Just, you know? just
2: quickly, we're not going to mention it outside of this, but just the recent news overnight that apparently that crypto crypto um, thing of all the PS4s PS4, that they found. Yeah. And apparently, you know, there's been a lot of misinformation and misreporting around this. Apparently, it was actually being used to to farm FIFA Ultimate Team accounts. <laughs> that's why there's so many FIFA. There's so many disc game discs
1: in the photos
2: because why would you need game discs if you're using it for something like that? But yeah, I read that, that article. Is, yeah, yeah. oh my yeah. god, so that's it wasn't
1: any because the people did stipulate that our PS4 is really useful for crypto mining. Really, that's yeah. Be whereas doing it, whereas
2: you could see the like have something automatically running just to earn the free stuff and then sell those accounts. Wow. Oh my god. Anyway, anyway, that's a separate thing, but that's just
0: default.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Default Ultimate Team is. Oh, that's something
0: it's a billion dollar a year revenue maker it's kind of crazy but Yuck. all right let's get into our new favorite segment of the all week right. the minute mike so we will jump in it quickly by basically wrapping up the news mike has one minute to cover everything if he does not get through it all then the alarm will go off he needs to stop and then we are moving on to Swinney as the minute Swinney. So
2: Can, one min for the swing. Can I just say, Mike? Like <laughs> yeah, we we haven't gone too overboard this week.
1: Yeah, this week seems so a bit. Maybe on.
2: no, but what I was going to say? Maybe try to make it a bit more tel- uh. like listenable. Then you know, like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so okay. maybe maybe use the extra time you got Sure.
0: We'll, well, give it a little bit of context there Because last, Swinny and I were talking about One story we didn't cover, and I go Why are we covering this? We This was the first update in the Minute Mike last week And then he was just like, I didn't even hear it <laughs> It was just like, <laughs> going as fast as he can Well
1: you two never pay attention
0: to anything I say So
1: it's probably got it's something true. to do it's just with it like like Alright,
0: <laughs> let's get into the intro I
3: don't want no minute, man.
1: Alright, alright. So, Tango Gameworks' Ghostwire Tokyo has been delayed until 2022. Ubisoft's Riders Republic has also seen another delay to October this year. Lastly, Rainbow Six Extraction has also been delayed to January 2022. Relic and Saga have announced Company of Heroes 3 coming to PC (laughs) next year. (laughs) <laughs> Battlefield 2042 has confirmed cross-play, but last-gen consoles can only play against each other. Boo! Xbox will be adding features that allow parents to limit microtransactions for their kids. Fantastic! Xbox head Phil Spencer has also confirmed they're considering a revision of the Xbox controller. Ooh, wow. Uh, I think they're talking about adding those little uh, haptic feedbacks. Tetsuya Nomura revealed that story outline for Final Fantasy X3 actually exists. The digital-only QuakeCon 2021 event will take place for the 19th to the 21st of August. And a- a copy of Super Mario 64 has nearly doubled last week's auction record, selling for 1.56 million USD.
0: Fraud. What's the alarm? Maybe, What's allegedly, the alarm? no, I don't play it. The whole point oh, is he... to but never play the alarm. He didn't
2: finish it. He didn't yes, finish it. I, did. I did. He did. Oh, he did. Oh, did. Oh, did he? Oh, it oh, was did three get seconds. I finished it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> Look at you trying to throw him under the bus. Wait, there. what was the last thing you said? USD. Why
1: you, no listen? No, why
2: are you not, not listen? the USD. is not the last thing in there.
0: Oh, that's what it is what? on mine. Yeah, that's
2: no, on mine as well. Some, there's two. There's two lines here. Oh so uh, no, you haven't re, re, uh, You
0: haven't reshaped it. No, 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 no. It wasn't reshaped. Yeah, yeah that's, that's your fault, it. No, that, that,
2: it was on my screen. I saw. That nah, that wasn't on mine. It
0: wasn't I didn't online. see
1: it either. Sorry, I saw. I didn't
2: see it.
0: for me, it was the. That's why he was taking his time.
1: Yeah, because I'm like, wow, this is easy this week. Shit.
0: Controversy strikes the minute, Mike. <laughs> wow, what happened? But no, the, li- no, I didn't I'm not, see it. No, wait,
2: I'm not joking. On my screen, you can right. see the whole thing. No, no, I believe but you. No, but I couldn't you. and Integra couldn't either. Yeah, mine are, right, well, Mike well, and we'll mine sure, are
0: exactly the same.
2: Well, all right, we'll make sure there's extra space so that that won't happen again. In the future. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, we'll that's really a good call we'll yeah, cool for everything. everything. So,
1: we should let. Oh, we shit. should very very quickly say that Summer Games done quick. Two thousand twenty one raised well, two point eight million dollars. It, for Doctors Without Borders, don't touch it. And the trailer app for Abandoned will be available for preload on the 29th of July, which is in about ten days. Um, I have no idea what this extra bit is with the trailer being released late August.
0: Wait, wait, where is it gone? Oh, no, no, it, started, yeah, I because I you. was trying to resize the thing and then it like moved the whole okay, okay, thing down. Right.
1: I got okay. yeah, I got there was a problem. The cell that you were trying to edit <laughs> may have been moved or deleted. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah no, so that's,
2: that's no why I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that was fine because I could see the whole thing on my it screen. It all makes it's, sense now, weird, like, why weird, you reacted yeah. like that.
0: You're like, why is the alarm? I was I about know.
2: to, like, scream out what it was going to say because I know it was going to
3: happen.
0: <laughs> um... Yeah, no. With the abandoned one, it's quite funny actually. Like it is getting preloaded, like you know, in the next few weeks, and then the most stupid
2: shit ever. I'm sorry, like, it's
0: really weird. Like every
2: trail, what, and then okay, you pre preloading your trailer app that then's going to go live, and then the trailer will go live a month later. So what you the know, hell is this shit? Yeah,
0: <laughs> but you know, I don't know why Sony's playing ball with this. I don't. I'm really like landing on the side of like team fake. Like the whole thing's like nothing really that big about it. So the the developer said that it was, they want to be able to show like a 4k highest resolution HDR version of the trailer and YouTube, everything doesn't allow that. So you could play something of that high quality on the PlayStation five directly. So I'm like, that makes sense. Like I, I get it, but the whole thing doesn't make sense in general. Like what he's Why saying he? is right, but I don't understand it. You know what I mean?
2: But surely, like, why wouldn't other companies have done that?
0: I know, know? I know. It's weird. Anyway, anyway. it's weird. All right,
2: enough about this. Let's get to the bargain bin.
0: Yeah, all right. Uh, So the bargain bin for the week commencing the 18th of July, just double checking. Uh, So this is a quick one this week. Epic Games Store, Free Games Abduction, and Off World Trading Company, both on PC this week. On the Switch, so on Amazon Australia, check to see if it's still... Uh, available because they often come in and out of discount. But so Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is $59 and Skyward Sword is $68, What I did you finally want to say?
2: picked up Mario Kart 8. I just I ah, finally got it. Like, oh, you know, sweet. We should play it. it. I love that
0: hey, game. Finally, yeah, I have got it. it. Yeah, let's play it. Like, I love that game so much. Uh, digital highlights uh, Torchlight 2 for $18 until the 21st of July and Saturday Morning RPG for $2.40 uh, until the 29th of July. No highlights for PlayStation or Xbox this week.
2: Uh, there's one thing I'll just say. Um, it's kind of like potentially upcoming. So there was a patch to the PC version of Lightning Returns, which is the third in the trilogy of Final Fantasy thirteen, and people are speculating wow. that is because, well, I guess to step back a second, so we know that the three Final Fantasy 13 games are coming to Game Pass at some point because they announced that they last year. They said they would. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So the fact that the PC version got a patch means it's very likely that at least Lightning Returns, but hopefully the whole trilogy will be getting added to Game Pass very soon. Potentially oh, okay. the next.
1: Potentially, I wouldn't be surprised in the next month. So. That was the one that <clears throat> had all the linear levels, right? Like literally...
2: Well, Lightning Returns specifically that we're talking about is the one that's like Majora's Mask, where it's got it's on a time loop and stuff. But the one you were talking about, the first Final Fantasy XIII, is yes. criticized for being very linear for the for most of the, part of the game. Yes, the right.
1: one that I have a collector's edition copy of that I paid hundred and forty dollars for, played for about two hours and went, "This is fucking shit." And forgot about that game.
0: <laughs> All right. I'm conscious that we are running long. So let's get into our first feature, which is our review of Ender Lilies. So, your
1: review of Ender Lilies.
0: Well, Ender Lilies, Quietest of the Nights. I will be reviewing it for Vux. Mike, you've beaten the game. And Swinney, oh, you, you have been the drug peddler. You got us both into this game. <laughs> I
2: know. And they're bailed. I'm like, they're hooked. Now I can well, go.
1: he doesn't do, you know, he's a good drug dealer. He doesn't. Use his own supply. He's Wait, smart.
0: He kind of did in this case. I guess he's doing it with us. We're in a circle. He does a shot, and then he's like, oh, "I've got the willpower to not continue."
1: What he said he did, but maybe all he did was watch some YouTube videos, pretended that he actually played the game just to get Ooh. us hooked on it. Doesn't even don't,
0: own the game. Don't
2: expose our secrets.
0: <laughs> so I'll read the I'll read the line that he wrote, just because uh, he's been hammering me the whole episode. On it. So the Bigwig crew take the plunge into the ethereal waters of the newest Metroidvania sensation, Enderlilies, Quietus of the Nyes, the Nyes. What did you think?
3: <laughs>
2: That's been like that for two weeks. And, we were originally like, uh, <laughs> or oh, last week at least.
0: I should say, Quietus of the Nyes. Um, and I would probably go further and say, like, newest Metroidvania, Dark Souls, Light dark fantasy sensation i think that accurately explains the game so do we want to start just uh mike with the the actual metroidvania component of this game sure so like like i like i said in the intro i feel like this is a metroidvania slash dark souls light game set in a dark fantasy setting i think that summarizes the game pretty well would you, it does would you agree i would i actually
1: so so very very light dark souls it kind of reminds yeah, me souls of souls light that's
0: what i'm going to call it in it's the very
1: souls light and i say souls light because one of the key things about dark souls or souls like games i i personally think is the concept that when you 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 collect experience or yes, souls, souls whatever the case may be and then if you die you lose that experience so there's that risk reward
0: well, what and was the
1: constant tension. This think, game doesn't I, have that.
0: I, no, I think you need to elaborate on that, especially if people haven't played Souls, right? Okay. So yep. I have all these enemies set in my world. If I kill them, they're permanently dead. But if I okay. revive, Pill. they they also revive, right?
1: That's right, yeah. So but if you if, go to, to heal up at one of the bonfires in Dark Souls... Yeah. All the enemies reset. Yeah, all here like park
0: benches are like the bonfires for this game. Um, So, but the key thing there is like, and you needed to add it to what you said, which is you get experience points. They build up, build up, build up in Dark Souls. And Mm -hmm. then you have this constant trade-off. Do I keep pushing forward and like, you know, get even more experience points or do I go back, revive my health or whatever it is, but then that revives all the enemies. So then it kind of adds another layer of difficulty. So it's this constant tension you have of do I push forward or do I go back and like revive myself and then reset Mm -hmm. everything and upgrade, you know, my level and this game kind of like, and this is why I call it like a soul's light because you always absorb all the the XP in this game. And I Mm -hmm. think it then kind of, you know, weakens the Souls sort of treatment of this game. And I think another feature of, like, Souls, like, you know, a Souls light is you have to say it's the difficulty level. And it's not saying this game's impossible, but the game's, like, challenging at times. And, like, I think Swinney said it well, I think the first time you spoke about this game, which is you can't just run through enemies. Mm. Like, you sort of can do that late in the game. But, you know, at least probably the first half of the game, if not a little mm. bit more, you just can't, you know, run through anyone. You will die if you don't pay attention to what you're doing. Um, and you know, parrying, all that kind of stuff, the mechanics of the actual game, I think that's another element of like a soul's like or a soul's light. Um, and this game has it as well. But maybe we're just starting on the Metroidvania component. So as a Metroidvania, because you know, you and I and all three of us actually are big Metroidvania fans, how did you find it like satisfying from a Metroidvania component or were the sort of things you were disappointed about?
1: No, I I personally found it extremely satisfying. The most satisfying thing, I think, was the fact that you get double jump pretty much at the start of the game. <laughs> you're always a big <laughs> fan yeah. of that. The fucking double well, jump. Well, I, I love the double jump mechanic and there's certain games where you get it so late in the game, then you're like, oh man, seriously? I wish I had this from the start. And of course, then they have other gates to keep you from being able to, to go to other parts of, of the level. So it's not like they give you all the abilities right off the bat because you'd lose the <clears> satisfaction <throat> of unlocking those. And there are, of course, and literally at the very start of the game, there is a gate you can't open till the end of the game. And I love that. I love that concept. I love knowing that I can come back to it. And straight away, you're like, oh, I see what's going on here. I bet I can come back to this towards the end of the game. And you do, and it's, it's satisfying in that sense. The one thing that I found which was kind of weird about, and I think it's more to do with me, me being an idiot, is there's certain doors that you get an ability to open And I didn't realize that the ability that you get can be used to open all those kinds of doors because they looked a bit different. (laughs) What? So (laughs) so at the end of the game, I'm sitting there going, how the heck do I open these last ones? Am I missing an ability or something? And I'm like, oh, I see. There's a bit of a puzzle element where you have to, you know, run from a a different area and you have to use that same ability, but you need to power it up in order to do it. I won't spoil what it is. Um, But in any case, I found it quite satisfying uh, finding the d- the different abilities and then <laughs> applying them um the game is very forgiving in the sense that it lets you go back to previous areas with fast travel mm. but at the same time it doesn't make things super easy for you you have to memorize where certain things were there's no so if i if i think of something like um oh my gosh the name escapes escapes me again hollow knight you have the ability to put pins on the map, which were super handy in remembering where a certain thing mm. was, where you know you got to come back later because you need an ability. This doesn't have that. And I think that's a good trade-off between we'll let you go to places real quick, but we're not going to tell you or let you remember exactly where things are. You have to do that on your own.
0: So yeah. That was pretty cool. And I think like Hollow Knight, that's Western, so it's an Australian developed game. This is Japanese and I feel like it, it wears the sort of Japanese nature on its sleeve with those type of things. Like being a bit more old school in that way. It's um,
2: lifewise Japanese. Are you sure? Yeah.
0: The people who yeah, developed oh, this. Yeah. Though, the people <laughs> who developed it, this are Japanese. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. It's a Japanese yeah,
1: yeah. game. I don't know that either. I don't. I don't. Know I really? Didn't, I, I didn't. I think felt think like
0: it, it was very Japanese <laughs> all the way through. That's interesting. I, look,
1: the characters and stuff. But something about it for it. It's really weird, and I, I I don't know what it was. I I just it kind of reminded me of I don't know, Ori in the blind forest, mixed with a bit of Hollow Knight, mixed with which are all you know Western games. Yeah. Okay. But.
0: No, I don't know. I always felt it was a Japanese game. And then, yeah, seeing the credits, it's like all Japanese people. It's like, okay, well, it's consistent with what I thought. But um,
2: Yeah, I had no idea. For some reason, I thought it would have been a European developer.
0: European, okay, interesting. Like
1: an Indo-European
2: developer, so, yeah. So, like, for
0: me, the Metroidvania component of this game is by far the strongest suit that it has. And I think pretty much can't be obviously challenged in terms of, like, f- being flawed. Like, one thing I always find with Metroidvania's you know, it's this weird trade-off of, like, it's actually kind of linear, a lot of metroidvanias. Like, I think at its core, a metroidvania, in a weird way, is a very linear structure, right? It's just, like, a puzzle that you can solve the puzzle really in one way for the most part. Mm. Now, you know, I I don't want to go on tangent about, you know, segment breaking and all this other kind of stuff, which...
2: Sequence
0: breaking. Yeah, sequence breaking, which, you know, isn't necessarily intentionally a part of the games and now they have become part of the games, but, and this game does have that as well. But, you know, like, like I was always trying to say is, you know, mostly Metroidvania's are actually like a puzzle that you're meant to solve in a certain order for the most part, but they do it in a way that doesn't feel like it is linear. Right. And mm. I think this game does that so well, you know, whenever I play a Metrovania, the very first thing I always do is go to the left Which is, you know, very classic, you know, if you go back to NES with Metroid, you obviously have to go left to get the Morph Ball. And I do feel like, you know, this game wears its influences on its sleeve as well. Like, you know, you're not up to its 20, but there's so many things in this game which are like direct references to me to like Dark Souls with like some of the enemies and what they do and where they're at and what they call areas. And then Metroid as well, like where... You know, from the start, from the left, like the whole way it's structured, it's sort of like almost like a bit of a joke to the player if they're in on it about, you know, that is a thing that metroidvanias do. It's like you have to go left rather than right. And then in this game, there's nothing until really the final part of the entire game in reality that you can finally go left at the start of the game. Um, So
2: you you can spoil me on this. Do you get a morph ball? Uh, no. Just
0: imagine a little girl in no. a waffle. No, no, there's no ability like that. And no, no I, no. I wasn't saying the ability, it was just a magic. And just on that, you know, that is actually a really cool thing that this game does. So you have a relic system in this game, so you can carry different abilities. And it's to a point where you can actually replace your main weapon in the game with another weapon, if that's what you choose to do. Mm-hmm. And you can level up those relics. And I got to, like, level 100 from an experience point of view, finish the game 100%, But, you know, from a relics point of view, a lot of them were really underpowered still. And it would have taken me ages to grind out level six, which is the max level for the relics. And I'm talking about, like, you know, you have a sword from the start pretty much, but then you can change that sword to, like, other weapons... All the way through the game if that 's what you choose to do if you feel more you know like that suits your style but they 've actually then integrated that into the metroidvania component so if you want to get one hundred percent, you actually need to use the relics because they enhance mobility just a little bit more, and there 's no other way to get to certain areas other than using the relics that enhance your mobility just fractionally to then be able to actually hit some of the areas you need to jump to climb to. Like do whatever. So, so by
1: the way, I think you're, talk- you're talking about spirits. By spirits, the way, spirits. Spirits. Okay, a quick sorry. Clarification. No, no, there are relics. There are relics as well. And the point you just made about needing to use the spirits to get to certain parts, it also helps if you then have certain relics on top of that. So relics are basically objects that you hold. Yes, And you yes. can have up to a certain number of slots. So, uh, you can think of them as as rings in in other games. The difference being that you collect. Um, items that increase the number of slots that you can have available, and then you can mix and match. So if you want, if you wanted to build a particular type, um, or if you if you're in a particular area, like say there's an underwater area where you'll benefit from things that are geared towards more better combat underwater, faster movement underwater, that kind yeah. of stuff, you'd swap those out. Um, and then you have spirits, which. As you said, are the ones that you use. They're basically your abilities. Um, and you can chop and change those as much as you want. Um, and you also get two different slots that you can. So you get three spirits per slot, and there's two different slots. So you can basically create two builds, uh, which can come no, in no, handy. There's three two,
0: slots in two builds. There's three slots
1: in two builds. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. you can have two different builds. Um, that's, that, I think that's what I said. And I've, then you have three, three slots to this. that you can put things into.
2: I'm listening to this, and I understand exactly what you're saying, but I'm like, it's. It would be the most confusing thing in the. Uh, it's going to be super confusing. So
1: <laughs> point the point is, you get three abilities that you can pick from. You can upgrade those three abilities independently, and they get more powerful um, as you upgrade them with the resources that that you find in the world. Um, and and that's probably the key thing to remember. You tend to not swap between. I, I didn't really swap between them too much, to be honest. I created my build, and that was that was the build I kind of went with. But I did experiment quite a bit, and there were certain bosses mm. where. The stuff that I was using didn't work so well, and other bosses where I'm like, "Wow, this strategy works so much better!" And then I'd, I'd mix and match them. There was an element of, "Oh, should I invest my my points into this particular thing?" Because it is. And I remember asking Swinny this. I'm like, hey, <laughs> do, you, do you get a lot of these things? Is I trying
0: to min-max it? This
1: upgrade material <laughs> so I can min-max it? Or is it is it and I didn't realize that I was actually ahead of it at the time, so I probably knew more than he did. Um, you get a fair amount for some of this stuff. So so there's two types of upgrades. There's the ones actually technically there's three. There's your uh, your umbral knight, which is like the very first attack ability that you get, and that needs a specific type of upgrade material. To, to be able to upgrade it. And you kind of... It's almost staggered through the progress of the game. Yeah, you can't artificially is. get it early. Yeah. You kind of upgrade that ability in a way as you progress the game because otherwise you can't get to the era to get those items. Um, and then the other spirits are sort of split into two main parts. One which is like... I think there's five or six main spirits that you have and they use one type of upgrade material and then you have the rest of them which... I wouldn't call them the weaker ones, but they're more secondary type of attacks. But you can use those as your primary as well. You can mix and match. That's the beauty of this game. You can yeah. mix and match so many different abilities. It's really, really cool. Yeah,
0: without getting into the jargon, it's yeah, it's kind of it's almost a bit like weapons. It's like you can select kind of three weapons, sort of like so three weapons
1: slash abilities, because not, yeah. not all are weapons. So one of them, for example, True. the Western Merchant is a crow. That summon, but that is a
0: weapon though, because which is technically a weapon, yeah. but
1: like you don't control it per se, other no. than it, it hovers around you and it randomly not randomly but like keeps attacking it's, enemies. It's
2: basically, familiar from it's a familiar, yeah, it's a yeah. familiar
1: summon. But you get the other thing that's probably worth noting is some, um, some of the spirits have unlimited uses. So, for example, your main umbral knight attack that you get at the start, you can use it as much as you want. Whereas other ones have very limited uses, yeah. some, you know, as low as only 10 uses. Now they can recharge. You, you can, you know, when you kill enemies, it can, it can randomly recharge. It recharges every time you go to rest. Um, there's, there's relics you can equip to increase the number of times you can use um, the, the spirit. But in any case, it's quite varied. And of course, usually the very powerful ones have very limited uses, whereas the ones that aren't if you could call it quite as powerful, you get more uses out of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so like, essentially you don't pick a class from the start of the game, like you would in say a dark souls or something like that, but throughout the game, you can kind of craft your build and what you want to be. And th- it's probably the bit that I want to then like lead into around the sort of dark souls, nature of the game versus like, you know, the combat and mechanics of the game. I find that, and you know, this is starting to get a little bit spoilery. So maybe skip ahead five, 10 minutes, but um you know probably halfway through the game you get projectiles you know so I'd like to think like the crow and stuff like that and you know other just direct projectiles and i felt like once you start to get projectiles in this game the game becomes so much easier in my view mm. like once i had the crow i had the crow on all the time and i powered the crow yeah. up and the crow just fucking destroys people
2: i, I get the Crow's feeling good. i get the feeling the crow is the kind of was it was pro- almost, like, intended to be something everyone uses, honestly.
3: That's but I think it's too strong,
0: though. I think, I, look, honestly, I wouldn't I... even mind if they changed the, the balancing of the game. Like, I felt like the crow just makes it, it, it drops it down from a difficulty level.
1: To Some extent, but it doesn't like it, doesn't make it super easy, it doesn't no, make it doesn't a make boss it killer. Easy. it doesn't make it and, and it, it's gimped because you can't really control <laughs> exactly where it shoots all of the time. So, there's a lot of the time it's always where shooting it and randomly shoot, shoots projectiles and shit. I don't even want it to, way I, shoot I, I thought
2: of it like near automata or near where essentially it's something that is just like a companion attack, exactly you know? like that. Yeah, like uh, yeah. I'm it understand helps, what you're it saying that sure. I found that with the way that it designed some of the aerial enemies, they're quite frustrating frustrating. frustrating to hit until you get that so it kind of felt like well okay so this is what i'm meant to use against this annoying i use the witch in
1: the area more than the crow so the witch has and it is pretty cool because the crow is like a general it kind of randomly hits different parts of the area it's it's automated there's another ability and i I won't mention all the names because it's probably a bit of a spoiler as well where it basically shoots things just Mm -hmm across the screen yeah kind of like uh, shooting arrows or something in a straight line and that changes the dynamic of how you play the game as well because you have to jump and shoot instead of you know automatically doing things and there's another ability which throws these balls if like these balls of magic that also go allow you to sort of target it, it's got a bit of targeting and it allows you to shoot upwards or downwards etc mm. and it does drastically change I, th- I feel the way you play the game. Um, And as you said, if you go from from just playing it purely melee, which you can, uh, it's a different feel of the game. Mm. And to get to certain enemies are a lot harder because you got to jump, you got to hit them in the air, you got to jump back down and make sure you don't fall to your death or this kind of shit. But that's the beauty of it, I think. The fact that you can mix and match to suit your gameplay style and you can experiment. And I actually did. In a lot of games, I found I never did that. Whereas in this game, I'm like, I'll try all these different abilities. And it was really cool just to play Mm. with them.
0: No, no, it was really fantastic, and then like probably wrapping it up to a bit, you know, and again, we're in a little bit of spoiler territory, so we'll you know skip ahead maybe five minutes again, um you know, so there are multiple endings to this game, don't want to totally give it away. Probably the one thing I would say is I felt, and I guess just my point is you know, if you take maybe the a quarter of the way through the game and then maybe halfway through the game, I think that's the most challenging part of the game. Once you get certain spirits, relics, the game overall, I think, gets a lot easier. And then a game, for me at least, and it's all personal, I'm not the greatest gamer either, I feel like the game spikes up again right at the end, like with the bosses, like the final, final bosses, like not the ending A or the easier endings, but if you want to do everything in this game 100%, there's just a few parts that are a bit like, oh, this is a bit of a spike, you know, I have to try this, you know, a dozen times to be able to beat this boss. And it wasn't yeah. kind of like everything else I was getting through relatively straightforward, like, or it's just like learning the patterns. And then once I've learned that I can beat it pretty much, you know, the next time round. Um,
1: but I had more difficulty with some of the, the maybe earlier to mid game bosses than the final boss. I wouldn't say okay. the final boss was easy, um, but it happened to be that the the type of attacks I was using was really efficient um, against yeah. him that even on the, the, a good ending which requires extra steps and yeah. again i won't spoil anything yeah um but it, it's a longer fight is all i could spoil um even that wasn't wasn't as much as a problem which actually kind okay. of surprised me to be honest i thought it'd be way more difficult but it happened to be and maybe a small not a spoiler but a small hint um the 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 witch ability So one thing we haven't talked about is the fact that, um, you get, I forget the name of it, unfortunately, but you get the, the bar on the left-hand side, the spirit counter thing, spirit gauge, I think it's called spirit gauge. Yeah. So as you attack, it fills the spirit gauge up Yeah. and then each of your spirits has a special ability that he can activate, which by the way, slightly annoyed me at how you activate it because you got to press up on the stick and then attack. So a lot of the times I was activating it without wanting to, yeah, because naturally when that. I was like trying to jump up into the air and stuff, I was activating it. Yeah, but, that, but that's it's, a that's a Castlevania thing. So yeah, look, I kind of I get it. Enough. You get used to it, but it 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 didn't feel natural if that makes sense. Because naturally I would press up on on the stick to do that, and I just kept wasting the ability when I didn't want to use it, or I kept using another ability and wasting it when I was trying to save the one that I was trying to actually use at the right moment. Um, and there is one, the Witch one where it causes like things to go outwards from your um from your character the thing is for aerial enemies if you hit them at that central point every single projectile hits them and it just causes a huge amount of damage so there's like these little hacky things that are quite quite cool too
0: so to in terms of like the game like i i love this game i'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 on my books review nice. i think like it's not anything original i just think it's so well executed <laughs> You can play through the main campaign of the game. It's like, I don't know, about 10, 12 hours-ish, I think. And then if you want 100% to probably maybe double that. Depends on how quick you are with stuff like that. Probably took me a bit longer because I was just really trying to soak it all in. So I really loved it. How about you, Mike? Where did you land on it?
1: Yeah, I loved it. I would probably give it about the same. Uh, Maybe, yeah, maybe an 8.5, 9-ish if I had to round it up. If I could Um, do
0: the percentages, it would probably be 8.7
1: it would be about that. There are, there are a few things where, um, again, I think it's down to user stupidity more than anything else. Where I'm like, oh, so that's how you do that mm. part. Fair enough. There's a few things that I think you mentioned that getting to certain parts of the map, if you want to 100% it, is a, is a pain. You're given the tools to do it, but I almost feel like you almost need to, to break the game. But you don't. It just feels like it almost needs to break the game for you to to get to those things. You know what I mean? Like it's not a natural way to to get there. Like did the, the developers really intend this? I guess they did. It's weird. And there was one one <laughs> one frustration, which again I reckon I would boil it down to user error, where the very end of the game, um the the error was a pain in the butt. And then let's just say there's an item that you get, which makes it a hell of a lot easier. And I didn't huh. know that until I came back later. I'm like, you well, sign up. I, a- think, I think
2: we need, we're running a little anyway, low. Well. I, to- I,
1: <laughs> I, think, I, I think you need I to get the hook out for of Mike. He's
2: very passionate about this game.
1: It's really cool. Love it to bits. Um, Grab I looked, it, I grabbed it at full price And I do not regret it at all, I think it's worth every dollar I, I look forward to getting back to
0: it I <laughs> just like how Mike just keeps going on and on With stuff, even though I we're like, come it. on, let's go on, let's wrap up This <laughs> is
1: supposed to be your review, no less
0: <laughs> No, it's our review Alright, uh, okay. <laughs> next next we'll go uh, To The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, so it was um, Released this Friday I picked it up, I've only played A little bit of the Wii version Of this game, so probably the first hour Of the Wii version Um, And I've probably put in maybe four or five hours into this game and I'm really loving it. Like I love the setting. I love the graphics. And to me, I won't go too in detail and we'll probably be pretty brief in this segment uh, because I think I'll definitely do a review on the show with this game. I think it's such a good counterpoint to breath of the wild. Like this game to me is like, it's so different in a way to breath of the wild in Mm -hmm. terms of, you know, it's so heavy on dungeons. It's so linear. If like, like, it feels the most linear Zelda game I've ever played. It is the most linear Zelda it's, game,
2: except maybe, I don't know, like there, there's, you could probably find something, but yeah. Mainline
0: Zelda games, I can't think of one that feels, because there's kind of no overworld, at least at this stage, and it doesn't feel like there will be. And yeah, so yeah, you're just yeah, kind of like agreeing with me, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: So I just I'll just say I've so I've played a little bit of this. Um, oh wait, do you have HD or the new one? Yeah, yeah. So I played a little bit of this. Wait, sorry, well, um, what are you
0: saying? Yes to because we said HD and the Wii version. So which one are you talking about? Of HD.
2: Oh, you I, got it. Oh. I beat I beat the original Skyward Sword, so obviously I played. I, I know a little bit of that, but yeah. yeah, I played a bit of the HD one. So I just want to put that out there. So when you so when you're talking, you can potentially kind of yeah. me a bit
0: yeah so no really really enjoying it so far uh, you know and i'm glad that you've you've got it because then we can chat about it in the review as well which, so, which
1: one of the birds do you play as sorry just crimson the, crimson you play as the crimson bird yeah okay
0: yeah well no i play as you ride but um what as opposed to like wolf link you are wolf link but anyway let's 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 <laughs> mike is like seriously getting us off track in the show um you know, like the biggest thing is, because we will cover it in a review. So, you know, we'll probably leave most of the remarks there, you know, just on quality of life though, Swinney, because I think it is critical. Like they've focused so much on quality of life in this game. As someone who never played much of the first one, and I did actually get early enough, get annoyed with just the the tutorial structure of the first game. But I've forgotten about that because I hadn't played it for such a long time. I personally have not been bothered by... Fee or, like, the game throwing up, like, this is how you do this, or...
1: You no, know, was she like,
0: Mega Man, Mega Man?
2: Pretty much. In the original okay. version, yeah.
0: Well, I personally find Navi in Ocarina of Time more annoying than Fee in this game, in this version. So that kind well, of puts it into context.
2: Yeah, the original was really bad. Um, yeah. I, so I've only, I'm still in Skyloff so I literally just played yeah, it for, yeah. like, an hour. I just wanted to get a handle of the basic controls, before we talked about it. Um, but in terms of that stuff, um, I, I mean, I, I haven't got to that part yet to call it.
0: Yeah, but I just wanted to comment on yeah. that because I know I've been a little bit further ahead or I was guessing I was probably a bit mm-hmm. further ahead than you. Now I just want to wrap it up by just talking about the controls, right? So this yeah. game, absolutely controversial with its controls. Now, I don't think it's as bad as Star Fox Zero, a game that I played a lot, and genuinely the controls of that game are bad, right? I do think the thread line is, though, they, these two games force you to play the game the way it wants you to play, which is so contrary to if you're a gamer and you play games, you're so used to certain things being set in a way. So Hmm. number one, motion
2: camera controls. Well, I was going to get, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. (laughs) So yeah,
0: I've played for, I, I purposely did this. This is the sacrifice I make for the show. I played half of the time in motion and half the time in like stick, like button control. So like two to three hours in each way. Right. And to me, after that two and a half to three hour time, genuinely, there is not a better way to play. Like, you, there's trade offs, and it's very frustrating because I don't find that either are great. Like, as mm. Swinney was saying, with when you're playing with like controllers, the way I would play it is so I have I usually play in a handheld, and I've got the grip buttons. I assigned the L bumper, like L in like Switch terms to the grip button and i would just hold the grip button all the time and the reason why i do that is then my right stick becomes a control like a camera control if i do not do that naturally especially if i'm jumping back to the game quickly i would try to turn the camera and i'd take a swing on my sword because right stick is assigned to the swings of your sword and it does kind of make sense i understand why they're doing that and everything like that but honestly, the simple solution I would have done for this game, and I actually feel like I'm almost a bit surprised that Nintendo didn't do it like this or something like that, but is when you're doing the targeting mode, so that's ZL for the Switch, when you're in target mode, to me, what it should do is your right stick should no longer be a camera. It should be your sword and being able to swing it, right? That and makes, then, so that's
1: how I would have thought it would work. Then
0: L, enough. the L button should be I'm activating the sword. Like, I am switching the right stick to be sword, right? And I feel like if they had done that or had that as an option, that would 100% be the best way to play the game. And I actually think if I was rating this game, it would probably bump it up like half a point. Like, if they could do that. Because it's so, it's like, I don't know, Sweeney, man. Like, I feel like I need to just dedicate my time to play this game. So then the controls stick in my head. Because if I try to jump to other games or come back a little bit later, I, I'm like, oh, my God, I've, you know, I can't control it again. I've forgotten that, you know, the bloody right stick is not a camera. Mm. How, do, how do you find it?
2: So I tried both options, obviously, so we can talk about it. So I started with controller because, first of all, my Joy-Cons were dead, so I had to start with controller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, once I got a bit of power, then I could swap. Um, I find the controller setup up to be really awkward um, I don't like using the sword with the controller at all. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I find it just, I don't know, like I I'd guess I'd have to get used to it more, but even doing the spin attack I find really annoying with it. Um, but the, and to clarify for anyone who doesn't know, the original Skyward Sword didn't have free camera control. It never had free camera control. You could only look in first person or do use the z targeting to face forward. So they essentially have added camera control to a game that never had it in the first place. So the fact that they even did that I think is commendable that they and that's where I get to the motion controls. So with the motion controls, I actually think they work pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Um I'm actually pretty impressed. I still prefer The feeling of the Wii Motion Plus controller and the and the grip and everything. I don't like the Joy-Cons myself using them like that. But I think they handle them pretty well. And the fact that you have free camera control with the Joy-Cons now is a massive plus. And I I can't see myself playing this game with a controller.
0: Yeah, so like we should just clarify that. So if you're playing Sticks you have to then use the modifier to use your camera. So you have to press the L button. Mm. Whereas if your motion, because the right Joy-Con is your sword, like swinging it around, then that right stick button becomes your camera, like free but, camera.
2: Sorry. But to come to what I hate about the motion controls, and it's not the game, I have, sto- I have Joy-Con Drift. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's so bad. Ah, but there's a fix so for I it. All need so is a piece of
1: paper. Yeah,
2: I yeah, have right. to open the thing up and everything. Yeah, and then the um, piece of
0: paper would destroy the Joy-Con eventually, yeah. for sure.
2: So, it, so basically, it means that if I want to use this game, I have, to, if I want to play this game, I have to go get a new Joy-Con.
0: Wow. wow. So, so another thing that Damn. I've got <laughs> is <laughs> the Skyward Sword <laughs> joy cons Of course, you did. <laughs> I have to say, these Joy Cons in person look amazing they look so good like i'm so glad i got them but um so yeah no that sucks they have drift because i kind of agree that motion does seem to be the primary way i'll play this game and then (laughs) if i'm playing it like in bed or whatever obviously i'll just play it and deal with it
2: mike stepped away for a second mike there's free camera control with the joy-con motion Hmm. option but i do find i
1: heard the fact that you said the original version of the game didn't have camera control at all, which is interesting. Yeah, whereas yeah. the
2: new motion control setup does. So it's actually weirdly an improvement in that sense. Um and it look it's pretty good. I'm what I'm looking forward to getting to is there's a lot of motion puzzles in this game that aren't like the sword or the flying with the loft wing. I'm interested to see if that still feels really good later <laughs> in the game. Mm. But the only the last thing I'll say about this this thing, because we're running a bit long, is Oh, my God. The graphical improvement in this game is so tremendous because the, the the original, I could never get to look like anything but trash. Like, it just always looked horrible yeah. um, regardless. And, I, and so I'm so glad we've got a really nice crisp version. And now I can actually see the art style. And they've done a lot of work, but it's like, okay, now it doesn't look like a muddy mess. Now it actually looks really nice. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to when we review it. I'm gonna hold off until you finish the game. I'm probably gonna try to power through it over the next couple of weeks. But you know, when like, yeah, we'll see how we go. Like, if you put it on the total backlog, then maybe I'll just review it anyway. But yeah, if can I ask, if you do try to get through it, then we'll we'll play. It. We'll talk more about it because I'm really keen. I, I love the game so far. Like, it is mm. extremely frustrating. Like, just the quick point I wanted to make about the motion controls because I have got a Wii Motion Plus. There are like pros and cons to both. I don't think either of them are the best. The the Switch Joy-Cons, I actually find it to be a little bit more accurate if I want to move things around, but its calibration goes off way more because it doesn't have that bar, that sensor bar, which kind of like holds the whole Wii Motion Plus to a certain range. So you don't need to calibrate it almost at all from my experience. But yeah, it's like, it really is annoying because every now and then I'll do a swipe and it will do the wrong swipe. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm trying to be very careful and accurate with it, and it just feels like 1 in 20-ish times it doesn't do what I'm intending, and it just pisses me off. So, I don't know. I, yeah, it's very compromised in that way. So, do mm. you want to say something really quick, Mike?
1: Uh, yeah, with the, with the Wii controls, do you have to have them detached so you can't have it handheld fully, or does it... The motion work fine without it. So, you know, like, if if, if I imagine...
0: The Wii controls? A, what?
1: No, sorry. So if I imagine a Joy-Con and you got to kind of, you know, swipe it like a oh. sword, I'm assuming it's got to be detached from the the switch right or can you play the game <laughs> with motion controls but attached to the switch
0: no you obviously can't swing the sword with them the it as a handheld mike, mike, i mean, no, i like the whole this, switch
1: doing this mike you
2: are doing this all the time and you're uh, not only really that but yeah. you're flying controls you're constantly like doing this stuff like there's Ooh. no way you could do this with them oh, attached to the switch.
0: The, okay. the thing is though, Sweeney, I think it does have limited motion for some of the things if you're doing handheld with Joy-Cons, but I never tested that.
2: Oh, the pro controller has like apparently motion aiming and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Motion yeah, aiming yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. So, yeah.
0: but you, yeah, you, you don't really, that's such a minimal part of it.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, very confusing question, Mike like can well, you detach the yet. Wii controller and I'm like what the fuck are you talking <laughs> no, about <sorry. laughs> Why did I throw to you I knew I was <laughs> going to regret throwing do, to you for it I, I should have, have moved a second on.
1: question though. no no no
0: and no second no, I, I question no, 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 we're going long it will,
1: it will matter whether I buy it or not so difficulty wise so far it's it's, it's it's Skyward Sword it's not going to be hard no well, well I don't know that the difficulty
0: all comes from how awkward the controls are Okay, like the only times I died it's because the controls or not
1: this is easier than Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay, cool. That's magnitude's easier. Would enjoy. Magnitude's okay. easier. But she wasn't, yeah, she found that a
0: bit too. I've died in this game, but it's mostly because, like, I tried to do something, swing or do whatever, and it just didn't do the input the way I wanted to do it. And then, you know, that was it. All right, let's okay. go to our final segment which is just celebrating us. It's all about us. Our it's first birthday. It's all, it's about, all us, about us. boys. The potty. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, oh. this is our one-year anniversary. I think, like, we're all a bit shocked that uh, <laughs> it's been one year, at least I am. So, yeah, it, we'll just, like, quickly reminisce. Like, we're obviously really long, and we try to, you know, end it around this time. So we'll probably just shout out a few cool things that have happened on the podcast. Maybe start with you, Swinney. You have a bit of a think, mic, because I'm sure you have done no prep for this.
2: So I will say on oh that face. I will say that I'm I'm shocked that it's been a year ready, but I'm not shocked that we made it to a year because I think there's always been a passion mm. for doing this show. Um, we talked about the start that a lot of podcasts they will start up and then they'll get about ten episodes in and say that there's probably research out there that says this is the average amount of episodes that a podcast will get to before you know like most of them die off. Yeah, um, yeah. but I knew that wouldn't be the case for us. I knew that we're not only so passionate about gaming but we love to hear ourselves talk and we love to <laughs> like just the, I it's know true. the phone com- the phone conversations that Intercom and I used to have you know throughout the year sometimes it would be ridiculous where the phone conversation is going for like three or four hours even the other day we we're on the phone and I checked it was like an hour and a half and I thought it'd been like <laughs> half an hour so but in terms of my favorite parts of what of the first year of the show, Um, I loved doing the E3 live reactions. I think Mm. that's one of the the coolest stuff. That's obviously not unique to the show. Everyone does that. But it was the first really for us outside of, you know, I know you guys have done the Game Awards reaction and that's another highlight. Yeah, that was funny. Watching watching (laughs) you guys react to the Game Awards while I played a video game so I could, you know, just like not have to put up with that. Mm. Um, Doing Game of some other year was just awesome. Uh, yeah. Any segment where we were choosing the games themselves, so the shortlist, the nominees, the deliberation itself, was just so much fun. And that's that's the stuff that I want to do the show for, is so that, you know, like, have discussions about games that we love. And obviously any game that's going to get into that far is games we love. Um, and I guess uh, probably one of my most memorable parts of the show and for good, not, sorry, for bad reasons, I should say, was when uh, episode 13, so I was looking <laughs> it up before.
0: Dude, can I just, I know what you're going to say. I actually know what you're going to say, but go go on, go on. So
2: the episode, I have the power to end it all. The episode that Mike <laughs> on short notice didn't like stepped in and I'm Ooh. so thankful. You're and in I'm hospital. Of the show. Yeah. I was in hospital, you're so in I hospital. couldn't do the show. And then when the episode went live, I actually listened to it lying there in the hospital bed. And then it got to the Mortal Kombat segment. And then Indigo's about to get to it. And Mike cuts him off right away with, and the crowd goes mild.
3: And I was like, what? The fuck. Yeah. you
2: like, if anyone, because at that point, we, I, I can't remember where we, I don't know if we're doing clips at that point yet or not. I can't remember, but no. I don't think we were. But if that had been a clip, the person on YouTube that's looking for Mortal Kombat—it was about Mortal Kombat Rambo DLC—and it's like, oh, I found this clip. Oh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat about Rambo and the crowd goes, but just completely shits on the segment, and it's just one of the most memorable things. I'm glad it happened, so it's—it's it's just something I can laugh about. But so I, I just remember listening to it, being like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> what, <what'd> you say? <laughs> Mike's
1: a bit of a uh. dickhead? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know why you own that. I still don't know. <laughs> I can't understand why you own that. Really for the show, but, but what? We're, like, I'm a dickhead. What so, else? I've got to actually be careful because oh, don't put no, no, no. I, I, think I, my head. I think you should take it off. I think you should take it off because I don't want to like get the the whole episode removed from do you, do you YouTube. Think
1: Google has some sort of automatic.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, it definitely does. He detection <laughs>
1: algorithm,
2: but
0: um, we did actually clip that clip. By the way, it's Mortal Kombat First Blood, I believe.
2: Oh, uh, we do have a clip. Yeah, so if uh, you want to search, are you, can you can you play the audio, please? Nah, can you play the audio.
0: Oh, okay, okay, but it, yeah, okay, okay, I just want to hear. It. I just let me just line it up. Let intro. me line it up because I can do it actually.
2: Okay, but um, oh man, yeah. So that was that was me. Like, there's a lot you talk about, but we're going long, so I'll throw it to you guys.
1: Well, I'm I'm glad we made you laugh in hospital. That's why yeah. we're here for.
2: Uh, I wasn't laughing at the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm very thankful that you were able to step
1: in and eventually join the show, Mike. Well, I am thankful for you guys letting me be part of the show. It's it's been it's been an absolute blast. Um I mean, I don't know. There's there's a whole bunch of highlights. I think I, I, I do remember fondly falling off the desk while I
0: <laughs> On put up
1: a poster of someone well what did they call me again? I still have a copy of that.
0: It's just ignorance. ignorant. It's just, you know, there's, there's truth to changed. that. You don't research. There's truth to that. Very yeah. rarely research, unless it's a Steam Deck. Unless it's like an unless announcement that's like go, the biggest of the year. Oh, yeah, I'll do yeah. some research. I'll do some effort. But Because um, I was
1: l- looking forward to that thing. All
0: right, do you, yeah, you no. want to listen to your your opening segment? Sure. I think I've got it lined up. Let me just see. Does this look all right? Uh, I've just got to change the level, actually. I think I've got to do it in here. So I bring I this know. up. Cool. Okay. Can wow. you hear that? Kombat, <laughs> no. <crowd> <laughs> we can't. Oh, you couldn't hear that? <laughs> no. Oh, interesting. I'm pretty sure you'd be able to hear no. it in the recording, though.
1: <laughs> like yeah. everyone else could hear it, but we can't. <laughs> yeah, so it,
0: it's I, like literally the start. Like I go, oh, let's talk about Mortal Kombat DLC. And then Mike just cuts in and goes, and the crowd goes mild. <laughs> like... I man. found the
2: com I found the comment by the way, Mike. So it's, on- <laughs> yeah, it's on like, like,
1: remind me. Please
2: it's on the me. arcade one up cabinets clip. I knew exactly what clip it was. I uh, like how man. this has the, just
0: become like shit on Mike segment.
2: The guy in the middle, well, let's not talk about Sassy Cruit, honestly. The guy in the oh middle is really ignorant, arrogant, and smug. Good luck gaining su- <laughs> good luck gaining subscribers when you tell potential potential new viewers that the hobby isn't really a hobby and it's an addiction. <laughs>
3: I've got to give and this up.
2: person credit. Like they, they listened. No, no, it's like it's all grammar and spelling correct. Oh, yeah, yeah. like, no, but they're I, also I, listening
0: to what he's saying and they're actually like yeah, calling him out saying, for it. It's exactly, actually yeah. written
2: really no, well. I, like, it's an actual proper <laughs> writing, you know. It's great. I think and, I it's really good. And just I, going- I
1: hold no resentment towards that person. I think they were absolutely 100% right. <laughs>
0: So <laughs> can I just say, so this is a bit of behind the scenes. So, you know, we've all known each other for like 25 years. I was actually looking at it and I was thinking, wow, it's so funny that we picked game of some other year in 1995. So go soy 95, because that was just before we met each other, like that period of time. Oh. So it's like, we picked the year just before we actually all knew each other. So we've I known each other, each other for ages.
1: Longer than that though.
2: Little did he got no, only became his friend. So I could borrow
0: Donkey Kong Country too. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah no, I like I've known Swinney for what two years longer than you, Mike So oh, only that much. Like, wow. When you actually I look at it as a percentage? Where, like, it's like nothing, you know.
1: best buddies since you came out of your mother's wombs. I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, I, I don't know. I just thought you guys knew each other for ages.
0: <laughs> so wow. just like again, behind, shocked to me. behind the scenes, like you know, with the show, it, honestly for me, it's like a really good opportunity to catch up with you guys. Like whether, you know, I grew up in Melbourne. You guys are still in Melbourne. I'm now in Sydney. It's a good structured, you know, Oh, here's a couple of hours, have a chat, have a yarn about something. Similar to when Sweeney and I used to play pool all the time. We'd like, I don't know how often we'd play pool, like once every three days or something like that. It was Mm. insane for a period of time. Um, And like, that's where I totally agree with you, Sweeney. For me, you know, I've got, like, I'm a crazy person. I think you guys know that. And I'll put like, the calendar or the schedule of stuff out to like mid 2022. And I don't know who it was. I think it was Mike. I think you were like, Oh, you know, are we going to do the show until then? And like, for me, it's like, I, I said that? don't really see the show ending. Like for me, no. like, I don't either. Not from a, like an insane person perspective. It's just like, Oh, you know, like, you know, catching up with mates, having a chat. And we don't do this for like subscribers or views or, To, like, make a big channel or all that kind of stuff. Like, that all is, like, cool and it's, like, a nice bonus. And, you know, I do want to build, like, a community. That would be cool in the next couple of years. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. (laughs) But it's not why we do it, I don't think. It's not why I do it, I should say.
2: No. So little do people know that Indigo only does a show so he can take the learnings and the tech that he sets up to become a corporate influencer (laughs) and then take over the business world.
0: I have actually used a lot of the learnings on, like, how to edit videos, and <laughs> I even shot a video at where I work, because... Yeah,
1: I've, I saw some of the stuff you made, and I'm like, whoa, that's better than the shit they actually pay people to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I did it, people thought it was, like, a production company, and I was like, yeah. and the so, people were like, no, he did everything. He shot it, edited it, like, sound, everything. So, so do you go...
2: Well, it's been a big week in business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so I, this is really super behind the scenes yeah. now. So like, you know, without like doxing myself, but essentially I was actually suggesting at work that we start to shoot weekly videos to update people about some of the initiatives that are happening. And in my mind, it was like going to be like a Nintendo Direct, but like for business. <laughs> it was going to be like, here's like so really like targeted... You know, ten second like clip like this is happening as Mike is just completely
2: as happened Mike to me. Turned, Mike is just turned into the blob. We're we're actually
0: seeing the mind of Mike right now. This is like the his brain, heck? scatterbrain <laughs> shits it <is>. everywhere. <laughs> it's just all Hello again.
3: people
1: of Earth. <laughs> 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 I have come in peace.
2: Uh, I think it's probably hurting people's eyes now. I reckon you should take it off.
1: Yeah, we got to put a a seizure warning at the start of this episode. See, Man, look at those guns.
0: Um, You guys can
1: still hear me, though, yeah?
0: Yeah, yeah, I can still hear you. Yeah, yeah. You can hear him, yeah, Swinny? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So for me, just quickly, like, I actually ran through and did the maths. So we've done... 57 podcasts when you're including the live reactions and things like that. So 57 podcasts and live reactions, right? And then I added up the hours and it blew me away. So we've been doing this for a year now, obviously, first birthday. Mm. So it's it ad- added up to 139 hours and 53 holy minutes. Holy <laughs> And I was like, holy shit, like that's one hour? I'm like thinking, is that even right? Because once you start dividing... Like on a weekly basis, like 50, like that's like two and a half hours a week. And I'm like, yeah, it's well, it kind of makes and sense.
1: It's like, we're, and
0: we're almost exactly two and a half hours into the podcast right now. <laughs> it's
1: about that. Yeah. And not me, not included. The amount of crazy hours you guys put in doing shit for the podcast outside of the podcast is insane. Like big shout out to the two. Whoa, I'm back. Whoa. You're back boys. <laughs> Whoa, what the hell? <laughs> Lucky I'm still wearing my shirt. <laughs> Yeah, the crazy hours that you guys put in outside of this, doing the run sheet, the research, and into got the the layouts. And, like, for example, even little things. Like, right now, if you're actually watching this on YouTube, you can see the little big wig pod going across the screen with the a bit of a blur, and it's anime. I don't even know how the... You do that shit. It is so cool. And the automatic, he presses a button, and I'm I'm bigger and full screen. You- he presses a button, okay, and I, I,
2: I'll, button I'll, and I'll, I turn it into an Xbox. It's witchcraft. So if you if you
1: if you are listening to this on on an actual podcasting so podcasting, oh, you know what would be brilliant if we could if we could green screen him. So <laughs> while he's actually talking, you just see the, the mouth to the eyes.
0: I could I, do that, but I'm not sure if we want of, to do that, right? It was
1: part of me a while
2: back. I considered that when we we're going to do the face review. I'm like, can uh, I become an Xbox VTuber? Or
3: something? Yeah, mm. that's right. We should
0: all just be like representatives of the consoles we stand. Uh, um, no, no, it's been awesome doing the show. Like, hmm. you know, I'm just like looking forward to it to keep growing. It's been cool. Like I d- never expected that we'd be getting like... You know codes for things before they get released, and yeah. you know building out those networks and everything like that. Hopefully, like we're all in lockdown at the moment. Um, I, I really, really hope that Pax goes ahead. I'm able to go down. It's looking unlikely, but I, you know, I hold out hope that it will happen because I just think it'd be really cool to catch up. Like if we could actually do a podcast together, all in one room. Which I'm not mm-hmm. sure what the dynamics would be. I'm not even sure how we're recording. Yeah, we can finally
1: um, use our blue microphones with that setting. That allows you to do more than one person.
0: Yeah, but that setting's horrible. You wouldn't want to use that setting. So oh, but um,
1: having that stupid thing in the background.
0: But no, no, it's like you know, it's funny that it's when you went to that like episode thirteen because yeah, that also is like one of those ones that made me laugh a lot. Like my, just uh,
2: my eye is all screwed up.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. You guys <laughs> are like on? getting a lot of compression what artifacts. Is I don't going know. On? It might be on my end. It might be just like it's not coping with all yeah, the. If, if um, you could
1: go out of the scene and come back, you reset.
0: <laughs> it's all good now um, but yeah so, like I, I think maybe we can wrap it up unless there's yeah
1: but just, just quickly before we wrap it up I <laughs> this, is, this is Mike in a time. nutshell it
0: doesn't think about yeah. the show length or anything no, 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 I,
1: I do care about the length the length, length is very important as is width <laughs> now quick question what are you guys looking forward to I wouldn't say the most necessarily but what are, what are some of the things you're looking forward to in the next, next year of us doing this
2: I'm looking forward to when we could potentially um you know do some like gaming challenges or something you know mm. something where we can actually get more interactive with the format that would be cool like i don't I don't want us to be a lot of channels and maybe we'll do this at some point, but like the whole let's play stuff mix it in, but to me it's like hey okay, we do our predictions for e three and then it's like the the loser has to like i don't know do something and we we record it like they have to you know like stuff like that you know what i mean it's like i'm getting more interactive with the format is something i would look forward to so
1: so like for example if into god loses a challenge he has to dress up as princess peach and run down Pitt street mall <laughs> i was thinking with screaming him, out i
2: love you mario i was thinking within video games but <laughs> yeah uh,
1: no. right okay within
2: we, we can games, leave those right.
0: challenges to you because i'm sure you'd actually be happy to do it <laughs> probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, for me, probably two things. Like, one is, like, right on her, you know, next week, hopefully, uh, is, like, a rebrand. I feel like just freshening things up. You know, mm-hmm. we're it's very different what we're thinking of doing, but I, I, I think, you know, doing something different that represents what we do, as Swinney now is, like, disappearing. Um, <laughs> it looks like you're trying to wipe the screen or something He's like that. He's
1: rebranding himself. Yay. Oh, that actually looks sick.
0: <laughs>
1: Can we go full screen on him now? Oh, he looks awesome. Oh.
0: yeah so like what I was trying to say is um (laughs) no that's not gonna work that's not gonna work (laughs) I think I can I can refresh it on my end and then it will like actually like come come good um yeah sorry uh so rebranding like is one thing and then like for me kind of in a similar vein to Sweeney but just like bringing in more of the community like I'd be really keen to actually like, you know, start a discord when it makes sense. Like in terms of once there's, I don't know what that measure is. Like we're like, you know, decent download numbers for the podcast. And then it's like around 250 subs, which is cool. But maybe when it's more like a thousand or something like that, um, you know, yeah, starting up a discord. Cause I think you need to have some people in there. Or if it's only like us and one other person, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm um, But I think even if it's like a dozen people, it's enough. Cause it's like a little community and I'd actually like to do stuff like, uh, you know, streaming, but like kind of in line with what you're saying, Sweeney, like make these things funny in events. Like, you know, for instance, worms is a part of game of game of some other year 95. I feel like that would be the kind of content it would be funny to stream, and, like, mm. you know, structure it in a way we're all playing and then you can bring people from the community to play as well. But how about you, Mike, just to close out the okay.
1: show? Oh, uh, obviously all the stuff that you guys mentioned as well. Uh, I'd love to to get guests on the show in the mm. next year, like mm. throughout the next year, not in the next year. Um, especially, I think... People and game developers from Australia. <laughs> Sorry. would <are> <laughs> uh, look great with green hair. Just from- so, oh, wow. <laughs> For anyone who's listening by
0: <laughs> audio who's made it this far, what's happening is, like, our connections are degrading or something, and then it's, like, causing the codec Damn. to just go nuts. Oh, no,
1: I fixed my... I just did that in my... Oh, no, it's green- back... The green hair actually wouldn't look bad
0: on you, man. It looks kind of good. Yeah, you are saying bring mm. on guests.
1: So bring on guests, and I think specifically not not that you know I'd, I'd, I'd rule anyone out, but I think specifically games from the Australian <laughs> gaming industry.
0: <laughs> I just like how you start so negative. It's not that I rule anyone no, out. Well,
1: <laughs> it's not that I want. I only want this to be an Australian thing. Nothing yeah. like that. I think. I think it's something that is open to everyone, everywhere. But I think I'd love to focus on yeah. on. We're not exactly a channel that is huge enough to advertise people, but I'd love to have people on the show that are from the Australian gaming community to give them more exposure, especially indie game developers, um, big whoever. I just think it'd be really awesome to do some collab stuff with them. Um, that's that's one of the things I'm looking forward to. And having our own custom printed, printed T-shirts.
0: Yeah, I'm it'd be really interesting to, to see if day. people, how they react to the rebrand if people just genuinely hate it.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, subs would just go.
0: <laughs> which I could imagine, like people might actually really hate what we're doing, but again, we're not really doing it for people. It's like, I think for me, it's still just a good chance to chat.
1: Totally. Um, and this, uh, for me, it's 100%. I have no, uh, you know, I think we're all in a privileged position where we have day jobs, so we're not doing this for the money. I absolutely don't. In fact, this money. has been a money sink for some of us. Um, it, it's more, it's more you do it. Just because it's a good way to catch up and because you're passionate about the topics that you're working on.
0: Yeah, I would never want to do this full time, even if we became a big channel. Like, I would never give up my job. You never
1: know. Last
2: thing for me before we get into the outro, as my first episode of Facecam, I just will say I don't think you guys saw it. There was a moment Mm. where I attempted to drink water. With oh, no, we just with, with, with the lid on.
3: And I'm
0: like. Can you get the timestamp? I'm, sh-
2: I'm sure I'll find it, but it's like, oh, uh, that's right. Uh, now I'm on camera and the lid was on. That's embarrassing.
0: Because I could I could put that on TikTok and then put the little, like, Metal Gear Solid alert, alert thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we should uh, definitely wrap the show up. Uh, so it has been a big week in gaming. it has been a big episode. This is like almost akin to our first couple of episodes where they went for like three hours very consistently, Money, uh, but Mike it's probably, probably makes sense given that it is, uh, our one year anniversary, our first birthday of the show. Mm. Uh, so next week we will be checking in on the gaming resolutions. I think it's also an opportunity to re- maybe rejig some of the resolutions, mm-hmm. a bit controversial. I know that's when you wouldn't believe in that, but. You know, we'll take it over. Midier and I believe revision. <laughs> and Sweeney, I believe you're reviewing Empire of Angels four. If you are able to finish it, maybe. Wait, is this just
1: <laughs> like a game? I didn't,
2: I didn't put it in the hype.
0: <laughs> I, I just put it out there, so now you have to do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then, as always, uh, if you want to follow us on shows, socials, search for Big Wig Pod. B i g w i g p o d. With that, bye bye.
3: Ciao. Ciao.